Right, welcome back. Guys, it's Wednesday. My dudes uh, and my gals, hope you're all doing uh, very well today. Good to see you all. Thank you for uh, joining us here uh, for another No-Go Zone. It is Wednesday, and that's when we do these. Uh, we start at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's midnight Central European time, but I had to have a bite to eat before I came on live here. So we started 15 minutes later. So thank you for your patience on that. And uh, we are live streaming to Odyssey today as well. We're trying that out for the first time. Ta thank you, tanks. Thanks to the uh, Odyssey team there uh, for enabling that uh, for us. So I'm keeping kind of a maybe a one quarter of an eye uh, on that chat throughout here. Uh, and as usual, of course, uh, please be well behaved. Think that it always uh, ref reflects negatively on us and then in, in turn on Odyssey. So that could, you know, still be a, uh, you know, incentive for them to potentially uh, do something. Who knows? We, we'll 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 try it out. We'll see. We'll testing. Uh, we're going to set up some mods and stuff over there. So, same as in Nosberg and like all three uh, chats here, I think, today. I think I've seen him on Trovo. Uh, he's on DLive and also in uh, the Odyssey chat. But yeah, so we have uh, what you have to have on, on Odyssey is a direct link. And uh, let me see what that was again. It was uh, so it's odyssey.com forward slash. And then you have to put in the at sign, you know, before the username. Uh, so it's odyssey.com forward slash at red ice TV and then slash ngz for no go zone dash ep48 for episode 48 dash live <laughs> hyphen two. And I think you have to have the direct link to it to be able to see it. So it's not kind of linked up on the Odyssey, um, you know, main page, like the channel page and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're working on that. <clears throat> They'll get around to that. But uh, yeah, so check that out, uh, everybody. Uh, I sh I shared the link to it on uh, our Twitter and, and our Telegram and on Gab as well, if you want to uh, see the direct link right there. Uh, but everything looks uh, good, I think. Uh, I think we're going over there. Let me know if there's any issues over on uh, DLive. <laughs> Odyssey, folks. Well, DLive for that matter, too. I've, we've had some dodgy connections here. Uh, but yeah, we're, so we're going out to a multitude of places today. Let's uh, let's fire them off, shall we? Uh, D Live, VK, Trovo, Float, Odyssey, Red Ice TV, uh, Red Ice TV slash Live, and Red Ice Members uh, Seven is that it? Am I missing something? I think that's it. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, pick your uh, pick your choice, uh, as I say. If you do want to watch uh, some of these on you know your mobile app and stuff like that, of course it works through our website too. Uh, but Trovo has an app, D Live has an app, and Odyssey has an app as well, but I don't know how that works uh, if you're going to catch it live because you can't see it kind of linked up anywhere. Uh, but I'm sure they'll integrate that uh, uh, very, very soon. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that for the uh, terms of some of the house cleaning. Otherwise, if you're new to the show, of course, uh, I'm Henrik and this is Red Ice TV. We're doing no-goes on, on Wednesdays. Uh, it's kind of my solo show. I go through some of the news, some of the events and stuff like that. And we have another um, jam-packed show for you guys today. A lot of things to go through and talk about. Uh, a lot of things are happening. Uh, obviously, as usual, uh, and it is April 7th today, 2021. Uh, very good of you uh, to join us. If you do want to uh, join in through a super chat, look at that, how that lower third was damaged there. Uh, you can do so at, let me fix that. What An extra A in there, what is that about? Uh, EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV, as you can see uh, down below, and also through DLive.tv forward slash Red Ice TV. I'll keep an eye on that. I think Entropy should be up and running. Uh, yes, it, it is. I see Conrad Kurz over that, um, over there, rather. And he says the following. Uh, my cousin passed recently after routine hospital visit. Sorry to hear that. Uh, she was in fairly good health and only 39 years old. She died of a sudden stroke due to blood clot. Mm-hmm. 
She was terrified of COVID and we believe she was coaxed into getting the shot. The hospital she was at is not forthcoming with answers. Interesting. Stay aware. For, stay away uh, from their poison, rather. Uh, sorry to hear that, man. That's that's That sucks. Sorry to hear that, Conrad. Um, yeah, I mean... We've covered the we've covered the issue issues with it, and of course, you know, if you don't get any answers, it's very hard uh, to know. And definitely, if they don't do any kind of uh, post, uh, well, what 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 are they doing? A, a, a autopsy, I would would assume something like that. But uh, they might find, uh, you know, if it's blood clot, it obviously might be very very tied to the uh, vaccine. I guess you would have to, uh, yeah, you say we believe she was coaxed into getting the shot, so you'd have to kind of try to confirm that. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past them. This is like play, playing Russian roulette, folks, and we've talked about this, uh, and we have some vaccine stores later on, too. Uh, that sucks, man. Sorry to hear that. Uh, it's shitty. If it is that, also keep in mind, <clears throat> is that a death that's going to show up in the VAERS database, the Vaccine Adverse Effects uh, database? And if not, you know that there's people most likely that have been dying of uh, the vaccine or of other health complications that do not get kind of taken into account. That's what I think is the case. Uh, for sure. But uh, anyway, so, uh, so sad news, Conrad. Sorry to hear that. Uh, but thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, Boomhauser uh, says simply happy Wednesday over on Entropy Stream as well. Thank you, Boomhauser. Good to see you. Thank you for the support. Um, let's check DLive real quick here before we dive into some of the stories. Uh, we see some good folks over there. Thank you for handing out one month subs. I see Silosophers doing that. Thank you for that. Uh, that good goy one got a one month sub. And then Silosopher hands out five one-month subs as well to Higgs SS, Tom Bombadillo, uh, yeah, Bombadillo, uh, Dan Simmons, Gail Nord, and OK to be a Nationalist received those. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And uh, to everyone else, uh, sending lemons and, and ice creams, uh, ninja guineas and uh, diamonds and stuff like that over there. Thank you so much. We'll go through those uh, as Super Chats throughout this uh, show as well, of course. Uh, OK. All right. Let's see. What else? Um well, member side back up and running, obviously. Uh, I think you guys were notified. Uh, we put up here last, uh, a little bit later, I think Wednesday we put that up, actually. Uh, latest Week in Warrior Show, episode uh, 180. Check that out. Uh, special welcome and shout-out, of course, to all our members as well. Uh, thank you to everyone who just joined us, and as always, to those who uh, of you, rather, uh, who've been with us uh, for some time. We appreciate the support, and uh, thank you so much for being a member, by the way. Um, so yeah, so that went up. We have also, I can just, a little announcement on that. We have temporarily disabled the uh, download buttons uh, on RedEyesMembers.com. And the reason for that is after the downtime or the, you know, the server issue that we've had, we had a couple of issues with it. Uh, and it didn't prompt the download. Um, I guess it's called prompt, right? The computer is prompted to uh, download a file. It didn't, it didn't function right. And so we're still investigating why. Uh, that is, but I, I still want to rework that functionality a little bit and try to uh, make it a little easier, actually, because there were some things, not getting into the weeds of the detail, but there were some things that didn't work as uh, as simplistic as I would like them to. So some people had to use workarounds depending on what browser you, you're using and stuff like that. So we're going to try to work on that and then bring them back. But if you do want to download whatever is in the player, meaning new shows, uh, new programs, new videos, will be a link to the MP4 file, the video file, Going to download those. Just start the play. Going to a show, whichever show you want. Uh, start the player, and then or the start the show, and then right click uh, anywhere on the screen and choose save video as. And this should be, I think, uh, cross browser com browser compatible as well. Uh, so that of course means temporarily you won't be able to get the MP3 files if you're talking about newer shows, older shows. So if you're in the archive of like the old Red Ice interview shows that we did where, where we didn't have 
um, MP4 files yet or video files, that the MP3 files will work. So whatever kind of the player hosts or uh, gives you, if you will, uh, that you still can download. So you can put it locally on your uh, machine or desktop or something like that too. So anyway, that's a temp workaround. But again, thank you for the patience on that while we rework those functionalities a bit and bring those uh, back again. So they're not they're not gone. They're just uh, temporarily uh, kind of out of the picture a little bit. Uh, okay. All right. Where should we uh, where should we begin? Jeez, so much to talk about here today. Uh, let's do this one actually. Let's begin with the uh, uh, the teen the two black teenage girls that were uh, that killed the Uber Eats driver. I forget his name now. Um, Ahmad something I think it was. Um, Muhammad, close enough, Anwar, uh, 66-year-old. They have been given a really sweet plea deal, and of course they won't be going to prison. Because remember some of the headlines from CNN? They said it was an unfortunate accident as uh, these girls were, were trying to uh, carjack this uh, this gentleman. Uh, so it was all kinds of excuses for these girls and stuff like that. Again, 13 and 15 years old. Uh, that's Washington, D.C. for you that right there. And it was pretty gruesome, actually. Anyway, the, the 13 and 15-year-old girls who were charged with murder and carjacking of 66-year-old Mohammed Anwar have received a plea deal that will ensure they won't be held uh, past age of 21 or be placed in a prison facility. Uh, the horrific crimes caught on camera by witness shocking the nation highlight the callous heartlessness of these girls. Instead of fleeing the scene after the car... Uh, that they were trying to steal, crash, and rolled on its side. One of them began looking for her cell phone that was was in the vehicle uh, while walking nonchalantly past her victim's mangled body. Uh, we've played that. I think in the Weekend Warrior show we played that, but uh, we've seen it before. Pretty gruesome stuff. Um, the identities of the girls are not currently public. Uh, no one is from the D.C. is from the D.C. I guess area, uh, and the other is from nearby Fort Washington, Maryland. Uh, DC Police Commander Rami Kyle told Fox 5 that they're investigating one of the suspects' involvements in another carjacking in January. Uh, a GoFundMe for the victim's family has raised over a million dollars. Holy shit. All right. So, uh, good plea deal, you know. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're a certain skin color, you can uh, get some sweet plea deals. Uh, incredible stuff. Uh, this one, too. Follow up on this one. We played this one, I think, also in the latest Weekend Warrior show. A uh, number of Black Panthers entered into an Asian nail salon. It turns out that they ended up closing permanently. Uh, a video recently went viral in March, which showed 10 Milwaukee Black Panthers intimidating and harassing an Asian nail salon, Jade's Nails and Spa on Brady Street. The incident itself occurred in January. Wisconsin right now uh, traced the origins to the Facebook page of Daryl King Rick Farmer II, I guess. Uh, his Facebook page proclaims the being leader and black general of the original Black Panthers nationwide and other countries. What a, what a title, eh? Uh, which, what other countries are that? Is it like the UK or something? Uh, on April 4th, 4th, Wisconsin right now went to the nail salon's location at 1422 East Brady Street and discovered that the business is closed permanently. The business's sign is gone, the phone is disconnected, and the building is completely empty. How about that? Did you guys see this? Should we play a little bit? We can, it's only two minutes. We can play a little bit of this. Uh, again, we played it in the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show. We, we keep up on some of these stories there, but uh, let's just check this out again. A reminder here. You disrespected a black woman from this community, calling her a bitch. Called the police on her, told her to get out, 
and disrespecting Black Lives Matter. I'm here to tell you that's going to stop. Black women, that shouldn't even be in this story. He disrespects black women by calling them bitches. Is that, uh, is that fake news? Or is that true? I'm myself clear. It's a scary ass. I know you calling for me. Coming up in here. <laughs> How do you dare you disrespect a black woman? Then make fun of Black Lives Matter. Question is if they even do they even speak English? I mean, some of these salons they don't, right? They might they might not understand a single thing here. Black women, y'all shouldn't even be in this shop. Look at them running high. You running high? Disrespecting a black woman from our community. Don't let nobody in here while I'm talking. All right. What's your name? Are you the owner? Where's the owner? The owner right here. Racial, racial harmony, folks. So it looks like. Don't do it again. That's why we're here. Ever disrespect the black woman? Why you hiding? We don't come set you down for good. No justice. No peace. 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 Let's go. Let's go. All right, there we go. And then they uh, they exit out. Did he have a? Did he have a weapon on him right there? The older older guy. Let me, let me go back. Like a is that a baseball bat or something, or, or is it an umbrella? Maybe I don't know <laughs> what that is. Uh, so this is Wisconsin for you right here. Uh, in the second video, I actually have not seen this one. Uh, Milwaukee police officers respond to the scene. The African American police officer thanks to Milwaukee Black Panthers and even calls Farmer General, and then goes on to say she appreciates the Black Panthers coming down. I did not see this. Yeah, you did. You called her a bitch. That's not disrespectful. I'm yelling at you. Not calling you a bitch. Yeah, my point is that. Let's go. We'll be black. Oh, I'm coming back. I can come back anytime I want to. Yeah. 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 Anytime I come back. And what you gonna do when I do? You gonna call the police, right? Now, if the cops showed up, I guess, I guess that's coming here in the clip. Uh, that means uh, it's totally understandable why they packed up and left. <laughs> yeah, but are you the judge and the the executioner here? This is, <laughs> this is going to be hearsay. <laughs> Sometimes people lie. It's been known to happen. Milwaukee, ladies and gentlemen. You fucking off the money.
Right? If they are bad, I don't like a woman. If they good, they don't give us coming down what the fuck you think you talking about? My cousin is married to a black woman. What that got to do with me? You are a disrespectful person to call a black woman a bitch. You don't disrespect me. I don't disrespect black women. That's not what you do. I don't. I swear to God, if I disrespect you, I'm too. Because you're being very disrespectful, swear to God. I'm yellow skin. I want white too. Shut up. Yeah, right? Shut up. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The cops coming. Oh, and it was an axe, I see there. Okay, good. You know, just, just bring just bring your axe. Okay, so I'm, I'm not even standing here. No. So what's going on? What did I miss? If I mess up my stuff right now, I want to trespass. Oh! <laughs> I want to trespass and I'm not. What are we trying to do? Now, it's just a cane. It looks like an axe further away. It's just a cane or something. You're recording? You're recording? Yeah. Can I watch it after you're done? Yeah, you can. So yeah. what happened? What did, what did I miss? Yeah, General, she want to see the video. I recorded it. Stop. Okay, come on. Let's go. I'm on I just want to know what's going on. Okay, what this I gentleman here has been disrespecting black women from our community. Okay. And it's been on live. So we came in here to let him know uh -huh. that you do not disrespect black women from our community. <laughs> you don't call them bitches. <laughs> and you don't. Huh? Then he was saying, black lives matter. Black lives matter. Uh -huh. That's why we're here. Wasn't nobody gonna mess up your store? Cause uh -huh. if I was gonna do it, it'd been messed up. I know. I know. <laughs> and he laughing. You have no idea who you fucking. So back, back to blue, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we love our cops, our law enforcement. Uh -huh. Come on, you know the words. None. None. I, and you disrespect these black women over here. I'm surprised you ain't get up and go. I'm sure that he got your message, sir. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming down. Thank oh, you, good. though. Oh, can, can I, I wonder why they packed up and left. All right, that's it right there. Ends right there. But yeah, there you go. Thank you for thank you, General. Thank you for coming down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, this is getting better and better with these uh, situations, I'll tell you. Uh, Bob the Barbarian over on uh, DLive gives uh, a Ninjagini. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. It says, uh, Black Lives Don't Matter. We have tractors now. Oh, you coming down on the uh, on, on uh, <clears throat> old uh, expired uh, farm e equipment? Is that what I'm, <laughs> what I'm hearing here? Uh, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. Um, over on Entropy, uh, Jimmy Fallis. Good to see you, Jimmy. Thank you for the support. Uh, he says, hello, Henrik. Good to see you. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. I think there's, uh, I think there are people out there that would uh, fight you uh, to the to to the death right now to uh, to to prove you wrong on that. <clears throat> but uh, I'm on your side on this one uh, for sure. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. All right, so let's uh, dive into this here a little bit with uh, with Israel and and I saw it just before we came on here. And of course, it's as always. There's always uh, gay ops and stuff like that going on between. Between us, from Israel's uh, part, when it comes to uh, you know framing Iran and things like that, uh, try to get instigate wars and things like that. And of course, you know, try to get the U.S. to go to war uh, with Iran for 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 their sake, right? Uh, so you always have to kind of be wary about these stories, and especially when you read in the mainstream and stuff like that. Uh, but I saw this from the Times of Israel here: uh, Iran ship attacked in Red Sea. In hit attributed to Israel was damaged by blast. Uh, Jerusalem said to have told U.S. it hit the Zavis or Savis vessel, reportedly a covert revolutionary guard base. Is that, is that true? 
in response to attacks on Israeli vessels. Okay, I'd like to hear what Iran has to say about this. Uh, and they claim here that Iran acknowledged Wednesday an attack on a cargo ship believed to be a base for the paramilitary Revolutionary Guard and anchored for years in the Red Sea off of Yemen, saying the vessel was damaged in an explosion. Iran's foreign ministry confirmed the attack to the MV Sav- of the MV Savis, suspected to have been carried out by Israel. Uh, a statement attributed to Foreign Ministry spokesman Saeed Katsidabi uh, described the ship as a commercial vessel. So I guess they're denying that this was some kind of operational base or something like that. Uh, fortunately, no casualties were reported and technical investigations are underway, uh, Katsidabe Katsi, Katsi said. Uh, our country will take all necessary measures through, uh, through international authorities. A U.S. official told the New York Times that Israel noti- notified the U.S. that Israeli forces attacked the ship around 7.30 a.m. local time on Tuesday. The anonymous U.S. Uh, official said Israel, Israel called the strike a retaliation and that the ship had been hit below the waterline, which of course is then designed to sink it, right? Uh, the Iran's Revolutionary Guard blamed Israel for the attack on social media, and the New York Times said. Uh, the U.S. official said the attack may have been uh, timed to let the American aircraft carrier, the Dwight D. Eisenhower, move away from the area. The carrier was around 200 miles away at the time of the strike, the official said. In an earlier, uh, in an earlier Iranian, sorry, in an earlier Iranian state TV, uh, TV statement, an anchor cited the New York Times story. Israel has not officially com- uh, commented on the incident. Incident. Israel rarely confirms or denies strikes against Iran-linked targets. I wonder why. But sometimes claims credit for attacks that are di- a direct response to aggression by Iran or its proxies. Uh, so there we go. Here's the ship out here. This is from October satellite footage. Uh, but this is interesting. There's some video footage here too, where they, I guess, they're claiming that they're found. That the vessel is suspected of of being uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard facility, or I guess they're I don't, I'm not sure if it would be part of their navy. I would assume then. Uh, anyway, let's uh, watch a little bit of this here. See what uh, what goes on here. Here we go. Go away. There we go. Safis, Safina Askariya Tun Irania, Tahtarita in Tijari, Musajalatun Ledel Munavamati Bahriati Dualia, Atabiatil Umamil Mutahida, Tersufi Miahil Bahril Ahmar Mundu Telathi Senawat, Tabuduan is Sawahil Yemenia, Masafata Sabatin Wathamanina Milan Bahrian. Had the no ominous Sufun, Aladi Yablutuluhu Miatan Wahamsina Mitran, Juhizabi Arbati Rashashatin Minayari Hamsin, Ala Girari Tesriha Sufunil Askaria. أخفيت من قبل عناصر السفينة وتحمل على متنها زورقين عسكريين وأكثر من 16 جهازا متعدد الأغراض ما بين رادارات مسح سطحي وجوي وجيزة تنصت ورصد وكذلك منظومة اتصالات عسكرية متطورة وفضائية ما لا يتوائم مع طبيعة عمل السفن التجارية كاميرا العربية رصدت تحرك أحد الزورقين العسكريين من سافيز مسرعا باتجاه سفينة إيرانية تجارية أخرى اسمها أرزين استلمت شحنة مشبوهة بحجم كبير ووزن ثقيل ونقلتها إلى سافيز ويعتبر بقاء سافيز في عرض البحر لهذه المدة أمرا غير مألوف بحسب أنظمة الملاحة البحرية الدولية المنظمة لحركة السفن كونها ليست من نوع سفن الحفر تحت البحر أو سفن الأبحاث. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'm not going to translate that. Read over it, but uh, of course you can read the subtitles when you watch the video version. 
Uh, okay. All right. Well, they claim that this is a military ship. And of course, uh, if this is how they go about it, uh, gee, I wonder why. Because what would happen to any military ship, uh, Iranian one, uh, whether it be in the Red Sea or the Mediterranean or, I don't know, Straits of Hormuz or something, it would uh, most likely be attacked. Never forget the uh, USS Liberty as an example, right, where they attacked their own allies. So, of course, it would do this if there was a, an Iranian ship as well. Uh, we talked about the USS Liberty many, many times, but that's usually the tactics when it comes to uh, Israel. There's been back and forth here for years, frankly, but uh, for, you know, for like six months or so. Uh, again, it, it's ticked up with the attacks on various vessels and ships like that, too. Uh, I saw one photo, apparently, of the blast. I think this was link, linked up from the Times of Israel uh, when doing an image, image search for it. But when I clicked into the story, uh, I got a 404 on it, so I'm not sure... If the image was not legitimate or for some other reason they took it down or hit it or something like that, but the, the image itself was uh, cached on their website. So here might or might not be uh, a photo of the actual attack. And that doesn't, I don't know, I mean, depends on how big the explosion is, but that kind of, does that look below the waterline? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, all right. So take it with a grain of salt, of course, when it comes to Israel uh, and all that kind of stuff. Let me uh, check a little bit more here on DLive real quick before we... Uh, move on and talking about some of these uh, stories. Everything okay with Odyssey, by the way? I haven't checked in. Um, Odyssey gang, yeah, looks like looks looks like it's fine over there. That's uh, that's great. Let me know if there's any issues, uh, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, we did Bob the Barbarian. Mr. Wright with the diamonds says just dumping the last diamonds. Well, thank you, Mr. Wright. Uh, from now on, Odyssey, Mr. Wright says. Okay, you got it. No, no worries. Uh, another dump. Uh, two more uh, diamonds from Mr. Wright. Appreciate it. Uh, he says, last lemon, bye. Well, see you over on, on Odyssey, Mr. Wright. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, too, though, I mean, the, we have the issue, of course, with the potential, uh, the SEC, sorry, wrong keyboard here, the SEC uh, issue when it comes to uh, Odyssey, right? And I hope that, oh, there, there it shows up. Okay, good. Live stream in progress is so. Okay, they've just added that. Perfect. Um, we have the potential issue with the SEC uh, going after targeting uh, library and, of course, other tokens by trying to deem that it's a uh, um, it's a security or securities. I'm not sure if it's plural, plural even, even if it's just one. Uh, but that, of course, could rope up a lot of other uh, crypto projects in the U.S. at least into it as well. And depending on you know the progress in the U.S., that might you know fare worse or so in other countries too. Uh, but so hopefully they can bring in uh, some kind of maybe. You know what, what What would be better, I think, for Odyssey would not to be to drive, uh, uh, drag the library token into some kind of super chat system. I'd actually like them to see do, doing something similar to DLive, which is, you know, lemons is not a, it's not a cryptocurrency, right? It's just an internal currency on the platform that has, what, Linos, right? Um, they, I think they still have Linos. They joined with the BTT, the... Uh, uh, BitTorrent uh, protocol as well, I think, and the, you know, I, I'm not sure if they're both now the same or whatever. But I think that'd be better because if you go out, if you try to do some super chat thing on Odyssey with the library token, uh, again, depending on the SEC, that might be problematic. And even even now, it's actually somewhat difficult to buy library tokens. Uh, you would have to, I, I think, a decentralized exchange would would be the easiest or some kind of swap uh, method or something like that where you need to have your existing uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or some other token that you can, or cryptocurrency that you, that you can exchange 
and then you know donate library that method but uh, we'll see we'll see anyway uh that's good it's right there as you, as you can see uh live stream in progress you can go to odyssey.com slash uh red ice or at red ice tv and uh let's see if it starts up and it should be should be good there we go up and running i think uh, people said it was really good uh, quality as well so uh awesome good for uh, good for odyssey awesome uh good uh, good times thank you uh, everyone at odyssey for enabling us uh, as well of course uh, all right, let me do a couple of more of these. Cornered Space Alien with the Diamond says, uh, time for CSA to simply dumps, dump diamonds too. Well, thank you. Uh, appreciate that, CSA. Brad C. also with a diamond says, Wednesday hails Red Ice. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. And then a couple of diamonds here from uh, uh, Cornered Space Alien 2. And uh, the last says, uh, CSA dumps his last diamonds off to Odyssey to see. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for your uh, service, and thank you for the, all the uh, lemons, uh, guys. Those of you who uh, decided to uh, support us on D on D Live, we really appreciate that. Uh, very, very kind of you. Thank you. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Well, what should we go? We should go. Let's go to the uh, other story regarding the situation in the U.S. <clears throat> and uh, uh, not sorry, not in the U.S., but the U.S. involvement rather. Uh, or what they're being asked to do when it comes to the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, which have uh, kind of gone off again, really. Uh, or you, you're seeing some kind of movement, some kind of uh, sign that there's uh, continued, well, uh, continued bullshit, basically, between Ukraine and, and Russia. And, and of course, the situation could endlessly be discussed and analyzed and broken down and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a hard one. It's hard for a lot of people, I think, because of the intricacies of it. What it killed it for me, it would be easier to have taken Ukraine's side solely if you need to take sides. Um, would be if you didn't have any of the NATO, uh, NATO, UN, US involvement, uh, or EU, I should say, not UN, but uh, EU, US, and NATO involvement in Ukraine of, uh, and using Ukraine uh, as a proxy. I think it was very foolish early on for people who were like, you know, go, you know, gung-ho by Ukraine uh, because they saw some tendencies of maybe groups, their nationalist movements and things like that, uh, where it looked good and, and it was solely an attack by Russia and a, an aggression by Russia. And of course, there's truth to that as well, I think. They have their own interests in the region. And of course, they want to make sure that NATO and all these U.S. Uh, Axis forces don't sink their claws cloth too deep into Ukraine. So I understand it. I mean, Russia's going to look out for Russia. That's just what it is. That they, just like uh, just like U.S. does, right? Um, but it's always more to it than that. And uh, especially when we saw, you know, U.S. interests like the uh, Victoria Newlands and stuff like that. This is back in like 20, what was this, 2013, 14, maybe even a little bit later. Maybe 14, 15, I think it was. Um, and massive U.S., you know, intelligence involvement and things like that in, in Ukraine to use them. Um, and you saw them lining with like hardcore nationalist and in some cases even national soci socialist groups in in Ukraine. Uh, then you realize something is 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 amiss, right? When you when you see this, and in many regards, it was uh, J Jewish diplomats like uh, Newland and some of these other ones that went over to Ukraine and effectively partied up with those forces in order to fight Russia. Uh, do you think that we do anything like that in any Western country? No, of course not. Um, so anyway, there's always more to it than that, and and you know again, Russia have their own, they have their own interests and stuff like that. If it was, if it was 
just downed it without any other involvement. Of course, uh, you know, you, I could understand those who take the the, the Ukraine side of, of this uh, to a certain extent. Uh, but now because of the involvement, uh, you have to realize that, you know, Russia is, is trying to uh, push away some of these, uh, you know, uh, the, the involvement uh, of NATO. that they, And they've done this for years now. All these satellite states to old, uh, old Soviet, uh, you know, satellite states from Georgia uh, to the Ukraine, to, you know, some of these other conflicts we've seen in, in many Eastern European countries, uh, is just to destabilize, you know, what they see as, as you know, Russia keeping, bringing back the old, you know, the, the, the old, their old empire that they had, basically, right? Anyway, so so take these stories with a grain of salt again. Uh, we'll, we'll go through some of it, um, just to try to understand a little bit, at least, of what it is that's happened uh, recently. Uh, Deutsche Welt reported on this uh, German outlet, I think this is from earlier today, uh, or a couple of days, one day ago. U.S. asks uh, asks Russia to explain Ukrainian border provo provocations. Reports of Russian troops massing near the Ukraine border and in uh, Crimea are credible, the U.S. said on Monday. It said Moscow needs to explain these provocations. The U.S. State Department called on Russia to refrain from escalating tensions with Ukraine in comments to reporters on Monday. Russia has reportedly amassed troops and moved tanks near the Ukrainian border in, border in recent days as a ceasefire uh, in eastern Ukraine looks increasingly shaky. The movements are the latest point of tension between Russia and the U.S. Uh, and the U.S. less than three months after U.S. President Joe Biden took office. And of course, keep in mind, too, uh, I should have tied this in with the Israeli-Iranian story as well. That's now when Trump is out of office and they have their uh, old school neocon back in back in the White House. Uh, you will see more of these kinds of things, right? Especially the the ties that uh, <clears throat> that Biden had to Ukraine as well. So I'm sure there was some kind of movement by Ukraine that instigated this. Again, I can't I can't definitively definitively say. Uh, I'll have to look into more of it. I, I just you know come across the story in the last two days. I've heard about it, and so there's more to look into. Uh, but I'm sure there was something that caused Russia to do it. I, I don't think they would just do it out of the blue. There would be. Uh, interesting if they did, uh, if that's true. But anyway, this says here, we call on Russia to refrain from es um, escalatory actions. Uh, State, De State Department spokesman ne Ned Price said. Was, the, uh, was it the State uh, Blinken, right? Anthony Blinken, Israel first, gung-ho. I'm sure they have uh, no interest in a, in a, in a continued escalation between two Slavic forces, right? Price said the United States would be concerned... Uh, by any effort by Moscow to intimidate Ukraine, whether it occurred on Russian territory or within Ukraine. He declined to say whether the, uh, uh, whether the U.S. believes Russia is preparing to invade the, the former Soviet Republic. The language is, is pretty interesting. We've asked Russia for an explanation of these provocations, Price said, but more importantly, what we have signaled with our Ukraine partners is a message of reassurance. The State Department briefing follows President Biden's first call with Ukrainian President Zelensky on Friday. Uh, so the chocolate king is out, eh? In their conversation, Biden affirmed Washington's support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity in the face of Russia's ongoing aggression. Again, think about the U.S. In what situation would they line up with more national nationalist forces anywhere in the in the West? Right? Uh, they wouldn't. They would. They would work to undermine it. To work against it. Throughout Europe, U.S. forces uh, raised the alert status in response to the uh, recent escalation of Russian aggression in eastern Ukraine. Last July, all sides to the conflict agreed on a ceasefire in the eastern Donbass area, but starting in 
mid-February, increasing fighting has further undermined an already fragile uh, peace in the region. Since 2014, at least 13,000 people have been killed uh, in the ongoing conflict. Let's see if they have any update on this here. Rising tensions in eastern Donbass. Let's check this out here. <clears throat> Sorry, let me turn up the volume here. Ah, oh, what a difficult player here I have. D.W. Sorry, let me go back in. Here we go. Ukrainian troops and Russian-backed separatists in the eastern Donbass region both accuse each other of committing deadly attacks, rising tensions after a long quiet phase. Just a few days ago, Kiev accused Moscow of moving large numbers of Russian troops to the Ukrainian border. This has awakened grim memories of 2014, when Russian troops also amassed at the border. Moscow should cease military escalation and immediately and unconditionally reaffirm its commitment to a political and diplomatic settlement and a ceasefire regime. The Kremlin sees no cause for concern, saying Russia is free to move its troops within its own territory. Presidential spokesman Dmitry Peskov has instead warned the U.S. and NATO against stationing their troops in Ukraine or near the Russian border. Such a development would lead to heightened tensions near Russia's borders. And of course, this would require additional steps by Russia to ensure its security. Since 2014, more than 13,000 people have been killed in the conflict over eastern Ukraine. A peace deal agreed in 2015 has not been implemented. Both sides in the conflict agreed to a ceasefire in July last year. All right, uh, good stuff. Let me go out from that. Uh, well, good stuff, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> this is, there's just so many of these other interests in, in this region. Uh, and these gay ops at the UN have been, uh, sorry, I keep saying the UN, the, the EU, the European Union have done uh, to them, including with the US and you know the US State Department and all that stuff. It was a pretty good, we should, I should cut together. It was actually, I think it was uh, Pete Santilli, uh, he has a stream on DLive and some other places too. He actually did a really good documentary about how, you know, what happened in Ukraine, how how it was, you know, how it was used as a proxy and the U.S. interest and, and, and just the corruption behind all of this too, to kind of understand the backdrop to it. Uh, it ties in, allegedly ties into a lot of other things too, like massive corruption that leads to all the ways up into the halls of power of the U.S. and stuff like that, international forces and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on this. Um, again, just due to the fact that the West have sided so squarely with Ukraine um, shows that it's something else going on here too. Uh, Politico. Kremlin saber-rattling in Ukraine. How the West should react. Oh, they're going to tell us how we should react. Uh, so so what, what are they pushing here, right? Europe and the United States much ensure that Moscow does not underestimate the cost of military assault. Uh, over the past week... Russia has reinforced its military presence on the Crimean Peninsula. I'm sure for no reason whatsoever, right? Moved military units closer to, to the Russia-Ukraine border and announced military readiness checks. Most likely, this is just a ploy to unnerve the government in Kiev and test the West's reaction. But it could be something worse if the Kremlin uh, is, weigh, is weighing the cost and benefits of military assault in Ukraine. Europe and the United States should ensure that Moscow does not miscalculate because it underestimates the cost. Okay. 
the tensions have arisen despite a rare diplomatic achievement in the simmering conflict between Russia and Ukraine, a ceasefire in the eastern Donbass region that held for a while. Uh, anyway, until the situation began to deteriorate at the end of last year, exchanges of fire across the line, contact between Russia and Russian proxy forces and the Ukraine military fell sharply. All right, anyway, it goes on from there. You get the idea. Uh, we'll keep looking at this. Um, I mean, right, there's some people that are like, you know, always takes Russia's side. You know, they're like, uh, and believe that they're, you know, super gung-ho on like nationalism or stuff like that. And, 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 and they're not. I mean, certainly Putin is better in many regards than many other Western leaders. So it's easy to kind of just, just take it for simplistic terms like that. And, uh, you know, and, and and Ukraine is worse off because of its partnering with a lot of the, the neoliberal Western forces and stuff like that, too. But uh, it, it, there's no... Russia is not an ethno-nationalist, uh, you know, up, upholding some kind of ethno-nationalist thing. They're very proud of their, you know, federation and stuff like that. And they they have, you know, they have other interests. I, I think a, a destabilized U.S. is it's ultimately a plus, uh, you know, for Russia. I've talked about that in the past, too. But uh, anyway, you, you saw stories like this, too, out of the Daily Mail. Uh, which, uh, you know, that's why I'm like, there has to be some, there's always some gay op going on with this stuff. Like Russian st Russia state media gears up for war against the West. Here we go again, right? They're always afraid of Russia attacking all the time, right? One Kremlin propagandist even suggested that the struggle for Ukraine will end in a nuclear conflict between Russia and NATO. Uh, all right. We've actually had Julia Davis on the show many years ago uh, with her situation in the... Uh, is it Texas? Was it Texas border control or something like that? It's kind of an interesting story, actually. Julia Davis. Uh, I'm surprised he went on and teamed up with the Daily Beasts to write for them, frankly. But uh, her origin is Ukrainian, by the way. But it feels, I'll just be honest about it. it I've watched some of Julia Davis's work and, and, you know, we had her back on then and I I sympathized with her situation and it was a good show we did with her way back then and stuff like that. But just being honest, it feels like someone like Julia Davis uh, probably were picked up and, and to be used as some kind of asset, even after what happened to her uh, with the as a Border Patrol agent um, and asked to, you know, join the, the, the West side and, in, in, you know, Ukraine then, if you will, and then just com continuously just be relentless uh, in the attacks on Russia too. Uh, but anyway, that's, that rabbit hole goes kind of deep. Um, all right, let me see on DLive here real quick. Uh, Ex-Dan... X Dan the man with the diamond says, "Does Red Eyes have a secure drop for encrypted email?" Uh, we do not. I checked that real quick here. Secure. I've not heard about it before. Um, secure Drop is a free software platform for secure communications between journalists and sources. Uh, that always feels kind of uh, dodgy when they say that it's for that specifically, doesn't it? Why not just have it's secure? It's a secure way of communicating. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. It's created by Aaron Schwartz. In uh, 2013, I see here, it was originally designed to help develop Aaron Schwartz and Kevin Paulson under the name Dead Drop. All right, I'll look into it. Uh, we do not. As far as I've understood it, and I could be wrong on this, uh, X Dan the Man, but um, if you send from a Proton Mail to our Proton Mail, it's going to be encrypted. But uh, uh, if you have concerns about that, uh, send us a, a, a message. and and Because uh, I don't know what it is that you want to send, so I, I, I'm not sure if it's worth it or not, but... Uh, I also understand you might not be able to say. Uh, but yeah, send an uh, email to our ProtonMail and, and tell us a bit more if you can. Uh, RedEyes at ProtonMail.com and we'll see if that works from there. Thank you, Dandaman. I appreciate it. Uh, it's okay to be white with the diamond. It says, Teutonic women are so beautiful. 
they are. Thank you. It's okay to be white. Appreciate the diamond. Uh, Robo think with the diamond. Uh, no message. Thank you, sir. Let me check entropy real quick here too. Um, Wolves over on entropy streams says Moscow moved troops to the Ukrainian border because Ukraine literally said they were going to invade Crimea. Well, there, there you go. I, I don't doubt that. I, there, there's always something, right? And again, I, I just ran across this like two days. I mean, it's unfolding now, but it's like two days ago. And so I'm like, okay, um, something else going on. It usually is, and it's usually an aggression. And I would be, I would assume that it's tied to the U.S. State Department, Joe Biden, and all that stuff. Their links to Ukraine, uh, saying, yeah, let's let's go back where we left off. You know, okay. All right, let's, let's talk about uh, George Floyd a little bit here, shall we? Oh no, 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 that's right. We have this one first, real quick here. Um, actually, let's play these here. Or is that the next? Okay, I mixed up some of the sources here. Sorry, guys. Uh, let me do this. Let's do George Floyd. Sorry, I, uh, me, who screwed some of the things up here. Uh, let's do this. Let's do the illegals clip first, actually. Let's do that. That makes uh, <clears throat> more sense. This is a, a story out of American military news here. 72% of Americans say illegal immigration is a direct threat to U.S. Uh, the U.S. after a poll... Now, there was some interesting footage coming out. I have two clips I want to play, and one is actually from um, uh, from Infowars, where they apparently, and I haven't seen the whole clip yet myself, it's about four minutes, where they are, I guess, encountering one of the uh, NGOs or some kind of organization in Texas, presumably San Antonio, but it could be somewhere else too, where they're providing, providing migrants with like $1,200, and they're giving them information of where to go. In some cases, they're busing them into different locations and stuff like that. Uh, but here's uh, another clip I came across first. Uh, let's look at this first. And it pertains to basically the ongoing, you know, illegal immigration invasion of the U.S. right now. Let's uh, check this out first here. Upon my investigation here in McAllen, Texas, I came across the migrant COVID-19 testing facility. Now, to understand this process in context... This begins with the human smugglers, the cartels in Mexico that are making $14 million a day off of every single one of these migrants illegally being sent across the United States southern border into the arms of the Border Patrol. Once they claim asylum, the Border Patrol will apprehend them, send them to a detention facility, or they will be transported to the COVID-19 testing facility. This specific bus that you're seeing here is being driven by what appears to be a transport security officer. The Border Patrol will transport them like a taxi service from a detention facility to the COVID-19 testing facility. And after this, the Border Patrol is done with them. The COVID-19 facility will either send them if they test positive for COVID-19 yep. to a quarantine hotel, or if they test negative, they will send them to a so-called Catholic charity that is stuffing yeah. little children in the back of a hatchback without any seats, car seats, or seat belts to be transported Ooh, either to dangerous. a hotel or to an airport. Uh, nobody knows. But what's interesting about this is to understand this process because what the Border Patrol has reported and the Border Patrol has admitted is that they have no way of identifying if these people are actually related or actually families. Not. Of course not. Now they can do some DNA testing, but not for hundreds of thousands of desperate and hopeless people that Joe Biden instigated and dog whistled 
to immediately surge the border. The truth is, not only is this a crisis, it's a strategic crisis. All right, so what you, I mean, I guess, is he alluding to that they have to have uh, child seats and have to be shipped in securely? Um, someone pointed out in chat too, and of course it should be mentioned uh, every time, it, it doesn't matter if it's illegal or legal. It's all immigration uh, is an existential threat uh, to any Western nation at this point. Uh, we're being replaced in our countries, and they do it not only with illegal immigration, they do it with legal immigration too. Uh, so it doesn't matter, obviously, but uh, it's it's particularly heinous when they do it like this not none of the two differences are, are, are i think justified the people have not been asked all that stuff right uh, but it's particularly heinous when it's being done in this way because it's just like any of the checks that you would normally have are just completely out the window including bringing in people down with covid again i don't i don't buy into it i don't think it's dangerous so personally i don't care about that aspect but considering that they shut down our entire civilization and killed uh every small business in, in the West, basically, around the world, uh, because of the, the, the phony pandemic, they take it seriously. But when it comes to migrants, then now all these rules goes out the window. And oh, if you're a migrant, then that doesn't matter. This is totally fine. Anyway, here's the uh, clip here from uh, uh, from Infowars. And again, I haven't seen the, the full thing yet, uh, sort of watching the first minute or so, but I thought it could be interesting watching that. Uh, apparently, they're stopping one of these cars that are seeking to, you know, take these kids away and drive them away. So, so here's the clip. Check this out. You got a car seat for them? You got a car seat? That's illegal, bro. Where are you taking these kids? That's illegal. If you get in a traffic accident. Screw the car seat. Where are you taking these kids? You have a car seat. That's illegal. How is this How is this Christian? Hey, we need the police over here. They got a bunch of kids without their car seats. You're violating Texas law. The car seat. What about the car seat? What about the demographic replacement, Alex? You got those children in there illegally. You're about to run a human being over. Hey, you got those you? children in there. Who are you? You got who those smuggled you? children illegally. Who are you? Where are you taking these You're children? You're smuggling children. Are you part of you got to be legally in that vehicle. You're not a part of this organization? Who are you? Where are you we taking know you're these kids? These kids. Where you are, are you taking these in kids? In the back of there without children. Where are seats? you taking these kids? Identify this is a massive smuggling. This is literally human smuggling. These are children. Where are you taking these? Sorry, guys. A little skipping here. Let me uh, try this again. They don't even have car seats. Sir, no, their seatbelts seat aren't even on. Where are you taking these children? Sir, identify yourself. Who are you? I, I mean, I think, yeah, I get you guys. Chat too. I think they're just, I mean, surely he's just using the car, the car seat thing as a, like a direct, like a direct way of saying this is illegal. Therefore bring the cops and stop them. I, I would assume <laughs> you're telling me it's like, quit. they got to have car seats, you know, to replace us legally. Damn it. Is that what's going on? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on. Anyway, back to the, uh, back to the clip. I'll tell you right fucking Who do you work for? Are you part of this organization? No, sure. So you don't know where these kids are going? They're going to check the COVID over there. No, no, they, they came from over there. They're not being checked for COVID. So you don't know who you work for? call the police. We need to call the police right now. I want to know where these kids are going. You are violating state law. You have children. They're not going there. You're not making any sense, sir. Identify yourself. Who are you? If somebody rear ends you, those kids are going to get hurt. Who are these kids? Yeah, that would be a shame, huh? Where did you get them from? From the church. From, from the, the church. church. Where's the church? 
Okay, so we were we just want to make sure that this is all good, okay, sir? I understand you're probably trying to help at least a, <laughs> appearing to, but you literally have a bunch of kids in here, a bunch of minors, all by yourself. Okay, the police is here. Okay. Plowed in the back, no seatbelt, no anything. Yeah, they're plowed in the back. What's your name, sir? Do you have your ID on you? Or your driver's license? You're human smuggling, gonna stop, freak! So you're you're cool with human smuggling? Yes, sir. These people There's are being human to traffic and rape. They're being raped. They're being raped. They're being human trafficked. Did you think human smuggling? How do you know? How do you know? How do I know? It's happening on a daily basis at the southern border. Are you doing that? How do you know? That's the mom? Mother, yeah. Get all sorts of fucked up. These people do not care at all. I need. Good. Good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Skipping for some reason when I do it? That's bizarre. Let's try this guy. Huh. Alright, let's keep it like this. If I drove around with three of my kids in the back of the car, I'd get arrested. At least the cops are showing up. But are they gonna do anything about it? They're gonna put them in they're gonna put them in legal child seats and then drive them away. Is that what the plan is? Stuff them in the back of a car. What the hell's the matter with you? No car seats. No car seats. What organization is this? I want to know who the hell this is. It's uh, probably highest, right? What kind of Catholic organization is this? Jesus stuffs people in the back of a car? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Every single one of you. All right. Okay. There we go. It's always, it's always something, isn't there? All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, exactly. What, what kind of category? If you look at um, someone like uh, Anne Corcoran, you know, from uh, Refugee Resettlement Watch, uh, she detailed a lot of these organizations over the years. Uh, and not only the Catholic ones, but also the Jewish ones, such as Hyas and stuff like that, right? Uh, remember some of this? And now, of course, after the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting, then that became a conspiracy theory. You know, it's like... Yes, there, there's been these admissions like, yes, Hyas is doing this, but we can't talk about that because that's, would, that's a conspiracy theory that would lead to violence kind of thing. Uh, so it's been like a hush-hush kind of, you know, covered up or whatever. Uh, but they're still uh, working on this. Um, and uh, let me see here. Is it? Uh, oh, this one too. U U.S. Jewish groups helping Muslim refugees accused of harboring new Nazis. It's always these, it's these layers of layers of just, oh, okay. Where do you even where do you even begin? Some of this is just a Gordian knot, and you just have to like cut it in half, cleave it. Whoosh, what do you call it? Um, uh, these people uh, don't belong in the U.S. How about that? How about that? And it's being done by NGOs that have, if they're not politically motivated, uh, they're motivated by money. Okay, and that's all we have to say. Ask the people that are actually uh, Americans, or if we're talking about European countries, actual, you know. Uh, citizens of those countries ask those people if they want this or not and go from there okay because i i think you'd you'd get a majority of people say uh, actually we're full um so go back home basically right 
Um, okay. It it is funny though, isn't it? <clears throat> There's always something. You gotta have it. You gotta have it legally, right? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you gotta do. You, here's take. Can we go and get my my kids' car seats? You can do it uh, in the right way. Uh, Jimmy Fallis over on Entropy Stream, EntropyStream.live slash TV says, what happened to uh, the terrorists from Yemen uh, that they caught sneaking across the border? You're talking about the U.S. border? Was was yeah, I must have missed that if, if you're talking about the U.S. border. Uh, I'll have to Google that later, but that's interesting. If uh, Big if true, as they say. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> if, if they did do that, I, w- I would assume that they would disappear somewhere in the U.S. until they can be properly uh, mind-controlled and trained and coerced, and maybe they would go along in doing something. But uh, you know that when they do show up and do something in the U.S., that would be the incentive that they would use to say, well, well, look at this, uh, these Yemeni, the Houthis, right? They're basically the new Al-Qaeda, and we have to invade. I, I would assume uh, that would come as a consequence of that. Uh, let me see. D-Live real quick here. We got RoboThink. We have uh, White Rabbit Radio Hosting. Thank you for that, Tim. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Whitey is mighty with the diamond. Thank you. Actually, uh, one, two, three, four diamonds in a row. Thank you, sir. Uh, very kind of you. Realistic Elephant with the diamond. Thank you. And another one from Whitey is mighty as well. Uh, we appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, but yeah, so back to that story there. Uh, obviously, you know, 72% of Americans says illegal immigration is a direct threat to the U.S., uh, I would re- remove even illegal, and it would be interesting to do the poll there. How much how much of legal immigration uh, is a direct threat? If you want to preserve the politics and the way and the culture, uh, you can't demographically replace the population because it's going to turn into a different country. I think most people, if they were just confronted with the reality of this, would would kind of would agree. Not everyone, of course. Uh, some would just say, "Well, it's fine." You know, they're natural conservatives or whatever. Uh, they'll just convert into to our ways, and then we're good. But uh, uh, I think if most people were told what the statistic, statistical reality is, uh, they would even be against legal immigration. All right, um, all right. Let me let me do this. I'm gonna double check Odyssey real quick. It's good to check in a little bit now and then, make sure everything is up and running. But it looks it looks good. It looks like it's good quality and stuff like that too. Uh, and again, I'm, it's too many buttons and switches and things to talk about here to to kind of keep an eye on the chat all the time. Uh, but I appreciate you guys keeping it clean in there too. Uh, as usual, of course, uh, we will probably set up some kind of moderation thing. I'm sure it's fine in the beginning and stuff like that in terms of like moderation, but you know, just keep that in mind. It, that reflects negatively on us, which reflects negatively on, on Odyssey, and then they might therefore have a reason to kick us off. So if you like what we do, uh, always behave in chat, right? Uh, so we appreciate that. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the Chauvin clip here now. This is the uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss here. So back in 2019, uh, George Floyd had a remarkably similar arrest. And uh, yeah, we, we'll play the other one of, of how this mimics and, and kind of how it uh, plays into the uh, the one that uh, happened in 2020. But in 2019... Uh, he was stopped by police, and we'll look at the body cam footage here in a moment. I have the clip here. Uh, but so it was basically an identical, to boil it down, it was an identical arrest almost to his 2020 arrest, except that the cops, in this case, I think, observed that he swallowed a bunch of pills in 2019, right? And basically, otherwise, he would have died in the 2019 arrest. And he, and he, he did an OD like he did in 2020, as the toxicology report says and all that kind of stuff, right? 
Um, so let's take a look at that and see. Now, there was also this kind of controversy regarding um, they were trying to get the uh, the uh, trial delayed and move out of Minneapolis uh, after assessing a headline tainted jury uh, with 27 million wrongful death settlement. And we know that the jury selection is always B, especially in these high profile cases. It's all of not only Minneapolis and Minnesota on, on trial here. It's all of America. It's racist white America on trial, right? That's what that's what this is about. The George Floyd um, trial here or against Chauvin uh, is a big farce. It's a big a circus, a big clown show, basically. Uh, but so far, with the evidence presented, they would have to really go against um, facts and logic and reason uh, so far and just side with the emotional argument, which is, you know, what they've done, you know, in many cases. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. But let's take a look at what happened in 2019 here. Um, and then we can take a look at some of the other. Is that a cut down version? Let me just see here. Because that one was a bit. No, it's about it's 12 minutes. So it was a bit longer. OK, we can look at the YouTube version here then. Uh, this is how it be this is how it uh, how it's how it began um in 20 2019 what are you doing can you undo your uh, seatbelt sir sir passenger can you undo your seatbelt and they try to keep by the way I should mention that too they try to keep this evidence away from away from from the court right or from the trial uh because I guess it was hurtful or something, right? But it shows that the, he has a you know track record, a history uh, of behaving in this kind of way uh, when the cops show up. Go, go ahead and undo your seatbelt. I'm not. I don't plan on shooting you. I'm just saying, just take it. Take your time. Okay, relax. Just undo your seatbelt. Let her take care of her guy. Just keep your hands out where I can see him. Hey, let me. Keep your hands where I can fucking see them. Okay? Put them up on the dash. Put them on the dash. Why is he so I'm angry? Not shoot you. Put your hands on he the need, dash. He needs to be a trained psychologist, this guy. Obviously, uh, the, we need a mental health expert here, folks. Put your hands on the dash. Last time I'm going to tell you that. It's simple. He's high, dude. He keeps moving his hands around. He, keep, he won't listen to what I have to say. Okay. Put him on, the, on your head. Stop your head. Open your mouth. Spit out what you got. Spit out what you got. I'm gonna tase you. Spit it out. He's eating. Don't you jerk away from me. Put your hands behind your head. That was one yellow pill, boss. Okay. Now slowly come on out. Hand under your head. Hand on your head. Okay, relax then. You're not, not going to get beat up or nothing if you just follow what we're asking you to do. It's simple, folks. Very simple. Hard directions to follow, though, especially if you're high. What do you got there? Slow down! Something about mama again? Was this something about mama again? Huh? Hey, hold back a second. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got there? Man. What do you got there? Hey, man, cause I got my paper. <laughs> I got something in here. He's got Take me to my car, man. Please, Hang on. man. Please, somebody help Hang me, man. On. Oh, my God, man. Damn, man. Is there anything in here? Let's go. I got to rough this up like this, man. Yeah, yeah. Drama queen, what the hell's going on here? Fake twenty bullet, twenty dollar bills. Hey, relax. I am saying about taking your money. I'm pulling it out right now. Saint, porn star, twenty dollar bill, fake twenty dollar bill manufacturer. They sure picked their. Uh, they sure picked the. The best ones to race at the top, don't they? All right, so you're you're, you're getting the idea here of what's what's happening, right? With the pills, it's it's the same story and something about mama and all that stuff. Okay, all right. Have a seat here. Have a seat. Will Will he go in? He didn't in 2020, right? He refused. Which led to them eventually putting him all on the ground. Right? I gotta get all the way in there. Slide on over. I know you're a big man. You're gonna have to slide in. You're gonna have to slide in. He didn't have any ID on him. Yeah. Oh, joy. All right. So, what do you got there? Spit out those pills. Blah, blah, blah. All right, it goes on from there. We don't have to look at the rest, but you get the idea. So, so in 2020, of course, he did uh, swallow all the pills. And I don't think Chauvin and Co. Uh, on location, either they didn't see that or they didn't, uh, I guess, care about it or something like that. Uh, but but it did come out uh, in court, though. Here's the footage from that. Check this out here. I'd like to uh, publish um, part of the body-worn camera. It's Officer King's body-worn camera starting at um, 2021-01. Yes. Any objection? No objection. I'd like you to see if you can tell me what Mr. Floyd says in this instance. You hear what he said? Uh, no, I couldn't make it out. Does it sound like he says, I ate too many drugs? Listen again. Uh, I can't make that out now. <laughs> I can't make that out. Uh, yeah, so complete it's complete mystery uh, in terms of what happens. Uh, but you know, again, uh, this is uh, this is racist white America on trial here. So you know that it's not gonna. Uh, I don't. We'll we'll have to see. But I just don't think. Uh, I don't think it'll be. I just it's, it's I think they're going to go after Chauvin in this one. But at the same time, I mean someone it was James Edwards was on his show the political uh, cesspool last uh, Saturday 
and he said um, he said he thinks uh, that he will walk free, uh, which is which is an interesting take. I mean, the setup is that he's he has to fry, right? Chauvin has to fry. Uh, he has, you know, we got to have a sacrifice here, basically. But at the same time, if they don't decide to do that, or if you know the back end of things, they they they, they look away from from reason and science and the toxicology report and all that stuff. Um, then it would be to even create more uh, anger and hostility and racial hatred between uh, between whites and blacks. And now we have Asians in the mix and soon it will be every other group, right? Uh, these cases obviously to complete racial harmony. And, and, and there's never riots after. Uh, even if, even when it goes uh, in the direction that they want it to, uh, the rioters, I mean, they're still out rioting. It doesn't matter what we do. Um, all right, uh, so this is a story from Scientific American here. I thought we could mention this real quick here. Uh, da, 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 let me see. Let me scroll back up here real quick. Whitey's Mighty, we did those. I'm going to do a couple of on, the, on DLive here real quick. Lord Aragon uh, gifts five one-month subs. Thank you for that, Lord Aragon. Philip Kolberg. Kol, I'm saying Kolberg because that's how you would say it in Swedish, but I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it. Kolberg, maybe? Uh, Crypto Craig, black, uh, Blackest Pills. Uh, Ep didn't drive himself because Epstein didn't drive himself. Uh, Flaw Flawless in USA received those five-month subs. Thank you for that. Appreciate it uh, very much, Lord Aragon. Uh, let me see what else we have here. Mr. Ninjaberg with the diamond says, "If you haven't signed up for Odyssey yet, you um, yet you support Israel, you support Israel and BLM." He says with two uh, with uh, two uh, diamonds. Thank you, Mr. Ninjaberg. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and actually, you know what? What I should do? Let me do this. If you want to sign up, if you haven't signed up for an Odyssey yet, because we're going to do some, you know, exclusive uh, live streams just on Odyssey, uh, we'll try to get, you know, the, the audience built up over there. And we have about almost uh, 6,000 followers over there already, which is actually pretty good. I mean, we're actually one of the one of the early adopters uh, of Library. And a special shout out if uh, Unknown Californian is watching too. He pushed Library and even said, you know, I'm talking to them about live streaming. I'm trying to get uh, live streaming going, blah, blah, blah. Um, so thank you to him for, for just sticking to it and, you know, letting them know what to do and letting uh, also uh, other create content creators and media, um, expand to library and now finally Odyssey, which is kind of the front end of library, if you will. Uh, but I'm putting the chat link, uh, on DLive. Let me put it on in the restream chat as well, guys. Uh, because I want to, if you don't have an account on Odyssey, use our invite link because that likes to benefit us a little bit too. Uh, let me see here. I, I have to put that to put that in the dock. Okay, one second here, guys. Sorry about that. I want to put it on in the restream chat so that it pops up uh, there. One second here. I'll have it. But yeah, it's in um, in the DLive chat at least. Uh, it's uh, odyssey.com slash, and I think you have to have the dollar sign after that, slash invite at Red Ice TV. Uh, but let me put it in the chat. Use that. So if you haven't signed up to Odyssey, if you don't have an account over there, use our invite link because it does help us a little bit. We get a little bit of, uh, you know, an affiliation, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, kickback, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what the term is. Uh, so use that, folks. I, I do appreciate it. I think that should be posted to Periscope uh, and uh, Trovo as well. VK, let me do you over there. VK has been a little dodgy. Yeah, show the URL Dan Howler says over on VK. I'm putting it right there in chat, Dan, uh, a couple of times. Um, they have been, VK have been a bit dodgy, and you never know with these kinds of platforms. They have randomly banned or you know blocked videos and stuff like that in our uh, 
uh, in our uh, of our list of programs. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do like five things at once here. Let me put in that fit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's the URL right there down in the lower third, uh, guys. If you want it on screen. Sorry about this. This is bad production here. We're just doing a little bit on the fly here. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Invite link, special invite link. Uh, that way we get a little bit from it as well. So right down below, odyssey.com slash dollar sign slash invite at Red Ice TV. I'm not sure you have to do the colon one, but whatever, that's in there uh, for the link. So use that, sign up for an account, and we'll do some exclusive stuff over there too. Uh, okay, okay. I think that's it. Let me check on Entropy real quick. Uh, don't make sure we... Missed anyone? Nah, Wolves over on Entropy Stream says, This may be unpopular, but that video could actually go against Chauvin since the officer in the 2019 video managed to get Floyd in the car. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you're, you're joking, but... I mean, it was just... Um, what, he as far as I understood that situation, he just refused to get in the car, right? And they tried and shoved it. And it also shows you... If these were intentionally evil cops that like hated the black and wanted to hurt people, they would have just shoved him in the car no matter what. But the fact that they were so, because of all these cases, right, they couldn't do this and they had to, oh my God, like, we can't do this. And then eventually he, a he asked to be laid on the ground because he had swallowed too many drugs. He was ODing right there, right? And that's what the toxicology report said as well. But then back to the story we're going to uh, cover next here. Um... Scientific American says that this is this is gaslighting. Where is it here? Uh, yeah, here is struck the structural gaslighting of America. Scientific American. In other words, if you try to argue that what the toxicology report says, then that's gaslighting. You know, ra racist white America has a big problem. And it needs to reckon with this. And one of the good, you know, one of the cases they have working for this now for, for in their favor is the George Floyd case uh, where Derek Chauvin now is on trial. And so therefore you have to submit and obey. Uh, it's actually the sub, subtitle, subheading, the weaponization of medical language emboldened white supremacy with the authority of the white coat. How will we stop it from happening again? Uh, trust the science, folks. Trust the science. Um, let me see here. The world was gaslit by misreporting about George Floyd's initial autopsy report. As concerned physicians, we write to deconstruct the misinformation and condemns the, we the ways this weaponization of medical language reinforced white supremacy at the torment of black Americans. This is uh, this is science now here. Anne Crawford Roberts, so so Sonia Shadhava. Look how many contributors here. This is crazy. Jennifer Tsai, Nicholas Barcelo, Glips, Mensch, Roxas, Kung, Darby, Missa, blah, blah, blah. Just goes on and on. That's right. So it's gaslighting and white supremacy. Uh, if you want to show the toxicology report. And uh, and even if, it, uh, you know, if that came out that this is the toxicology report to use, it would be white supremacy. Uh, and it's just a big conspiracy uh, against uh, black Americans. That's uh, that's the argument, I guess. Uh, good times. Crazy, uh, crazy times, folks. Uh, okay. Shell, 2066 over on uh, DLive with the Diamond says, Gut moose. Gut moose, sir. It's a while ago since I heard that. Hall of special to you, Shell. Vi lyxar till lite. Så kör vi en hel special, vet du. All right. 
Let's see what else here. I think that's it. Okay. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the robots. Let's talk about uh, Boston Dynamics and a couple of things too. I wanted to play a, a little bit of a longer clip. Uh, actually, by 60 Minutes, who finally got in through uh, to the Boston Dynamics Laboratory, our development uh, corporate head office, whatever uh, offices, manufacturing plant, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and look at that. It's actually the uh, Vanderbilt, uh, one of the heirs to the Vanderbilt family, the uh, former CIA, op former, I should say, who used to be with the CIA. Then he decided, ah, I should be in media instead. So he went to join CNN. Uh, Anderson Cooper, bro. He didn't take the Vanderbilt name. Wonder why, right? Okay. So anyway, before we look at that Boston Dynamics clip uh, to see what goes on with some of the robotics, uh, here is a squadron of Boston Dynamics look-alike robots made by a Chinese robot firms. As we always know, they they copy, and if they don't copy by let's say getting their hands on a on on an item or something and re reverse engineering it or whatever they need to do. Uh, they are invited over to the very plants that produce these things, like we saw with the American uh, car manufacturers and stuff like that too. In some cases, they even buy uh, certain brands, and they just um, they, they're, they're given all this information, and then they copy it uh, slightly worse uh, than the Western uh, uh, deal. But uh, check this clip out here; you might enjoy this. All right, Unitree Robotics 2021. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Epstein didn't drive themselves in the chats. It's because his father's last name was Cooper. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually he married in or he, uh, I thought it was on the dad's side, the Vanderbilt. But uh, that shows me I didn't know the, the story there then. Uh, I guess it's on his mom's side. There was Vanderbilt's and uh, she married a Cooper. Uh, but, you know, there's some uh, there's some Coopers tied into that too. Okay. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, Epstein. Didn't drive himself. Here's the video from uh, 60 Minutes then. And again, it's hosted by by everyone's favorite uh, non-heterosexual, uh, Anderson Vanderbilt Cooper. Uh, let's, uh, let's look. Boston Dynamics is a cutting-edge robotics company that spent decades behind closed doors making robots that move in ways we've only seen in science fiction films. They occasionally release videos on YouTube of their lifelike machines spinning, somersaulting, or sprinting, which are great. I'm sorry, we didn't even make it 20 seconds in yet, but I, I'm sorry. Why is it that Anderson Cooper always sounds sounds like he has just woken up from like an a, a binge drinking, drug snorting orgy like three hours ago? He rolled out of bed and and now he's doing the 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 presentation on 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 TV. Is that am I? Am I I alone in that or what's <laughs> what's going on here with fascination and fear we've been trying without any luck to get into Boston Dynamics workshop for years and a few weeks ago they finally agreed to let us in after working out strict COVID protocols we went to Massachusetts to see how they make robots do the unimaginable robots look at the robot the story will continue in a moment shut up 60 minutes get to it from the outside, Boston Dynamics headquarters looks pretty normal. 
Inside, however, it's anything but. If Willy Wonka made robots, his workshop might look something like this. There are robots in corridors, offices, and kennels. They trot and dance and whirl, and the 200 or so human roboticists who build and often break them barely bat an eye. That is Atlas, the most human-looking robot they've ever made. It's nearly five feet tall, 175 pounds, and is programmed. I'm oh, sorry. Does it sound like it says robot? Robot? R U B U T T? But robot? Run, leap, and spin like an automated acrobat. Wow. Mark Raybird, the founder and chairman of Boston Dynamics, doesn't like to play favorites, but definitely has a soft spot for Atlas. So here's a little bit of a jump. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> Atlas isn't doing all this on its own. Technician Brian Hollingsworth is steering it with this remote control. But the robot's software allows it to make other key decisions autonomously. So really the robot is you know, doing incredible. all its own balance, all its own control. Brian's just steering it, telling it what speed and direction. Its computers are adjusting how the legs are placed and what forces it's applying in order to keep it uh, balanced. Atlas balances with the help of sensors, as well as a gyroscope and three onboard computers. It was definitely built to be pushed around. Good, push it a little bit more. It's just trying to keep its balance. You know, just like you will if I push you. Uh, and you can push it in any direction. You can push it from the side. Making machines that can stay upright on their own and move through the world with the ease of an animal or human has been an obsession of Mark Raybert's for 40 years. The space of time you've been working in is nothing compared to the time it's taken for animals and humans to develop. Some people look at me and say, oh, Raybert, you've been stuck on this problem for 40 years. Animals are amazingly good, and people, at, um, at what they do. You know, we're so agile, we're so versatile. We really haven't achieved what humans can do yet, but I think, I think we can. Raybert isn't making it easy for himself. He's given most of his robots legs. Why focus on, on legs? I would think wheels would be easier. Yeah, wheels and tracks are great if you have a prepared surface, like a road or even a dirt road. But people and animals can go anywhere on Earth uh, using their legs. And so that, you know, that was the inspiration. Ready? One, two. Some of the first contraptions he built in the early 1980s bounced around on what looked like pogo sticks. They appeared in this documentary when Raybert was a pioneering professor of robotics and computer science at Carnegie Mellon. He founded Boston Dynamics in 1992, and with CEO Robert Plater, has been working for decades to perfect how robots move. They developed this robot called Big Dog for the military, as well as this larger pack mule that could carry 400 pounds on its back. Experimenting with speed, they got this cheetah-like robot to run nearly 30 miles an hour. None of these made it out of the prototype phase, but they did lead to this. It's called Spot. Spot. Yep. Boston Dynamics made it not knowing exactly how it would be used, but the inspiration for it isn't hard to figure out. So Spot is a omnidirectional robot, so I can go forwards and backwards. This is crazy. <laughs> this is the real benefit of legs. Uh, legs give you that capability. That's Robert Plater, the CEO, and Hannah Rossi, a technician who works on spot. I'm not doing anything special to let it walk over those rocks. There you go. 
The controls are easier to use than you might expect. Does it have to come in straight on? You don't on? have to be perfect about it. Drive it close to wherever you want to go, and the robot will do the rest. Wow. In some ways, it's like driving a very sophisticated remote control car. What makes it different? Spot is really smart about its own locomotion. It deals with all the details about how to place my feet, what gait to use, how to manage my body, so that all you have to tell it is the direction to go to. And in some cases, you don't even have to do that. When signaled, Spot can take itself off its charging station and go for a walk on its own, as long as it's pre-programmed with the route. It uses five 3D cameras to map its surroundings and avoid obstacles. I mean, it is like something... Atlas has a similar technology. While we were talking in front of Atlas, this is how it saw us. This is inside Atlas's brain, and it shows its perception system. So what looks like a flashlight is really the data that's coming back from its cameras. And it, you see the white rectangles. That means it's identifying a place that it could step. And then once it identifies it, it attaches those footsteps to it, and it says, okay, I'm going to try and step there. And then it adjusts its mechanics so that it actually hits those places when it's uh, running. All of that happens in a matter of milliseconds. And so it's going to use that vision to adjust itself as it goes running over these blocks. Atlas costs tens of millions of dollars to develop, but it's not for sale. It's used purely for research and development. But Spot is on the market. More than 400 are out in the world. They sell for about $75,000 a piece. Accessories cost extra. Jesus. Some Spots work at utility companies, using mounted cameras to check on equipment. Others monitor construction sites, and several police departments are trying them out to assist with investigations. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about the, the fear factor. When you post a video of Atlas or Spot doing something, a ton of people are amazed by it and think it's great, and there's a lot of people who think this is terrifying. The rogue robot story is a powerful story, and it's been told for 100 years, but it's fiction. Robots don't have agency. They don't make up their own minds about... Yeah, because humans would never program robots to do anything, would they now? It's always the same gay story, right? It's, oh, whoops, AI just ran amok and just killed everybody. Like... You know, someone has to back in, uh, you know, keys. They have the protection. They write the code. Humans are fallible, right? And and so they make the robots, and and so they're going to program and insert the same uh, issues and problems there. It's it's basically just a matter of time before you have robot armies and and the ro revolt happens. And even if it's not organic in the sense that it's like an artificial intelligence that actually breaks off and declares humanity an enemy of so for some reason. It could just be for a competition over resources or that we're useless. It doesn't see anything, no need for us. There's no purpose, whatever. Uh, if that's not the case, uh, then it will be the case that someone is programming them to commit mass murder. Uh, so this is just naive. But anyway, let's, uh, let's continue. What their tasks are. They operate within a narrow bound of their programming. It is easy to project human qualities onto these machines. I think people do attribute uh, to our robots much more than they should because, you know, they haven't seen machines move like this before. And so they, they want to project intelligence and emotion onto that in ways that are fiction. Not yet. In other words, these robots still have a long way to go. I mean, it's not C-3PO. It, it's not 
yeah. thinking. So let me tell you about yeah. that. There's a uh, cognitive intelligence and an athletic intelligence. You know, cognitive intelligence is making plans, making decisions, uh, reasoning, and things like that. It's not doing that. It's mostly doing athletic intelligence, which is managing its body, its posture, its energetics. If you told it to travel in a circle in the room, it can go through the sequence of steps. But if you ask it to uh, go find me a soda, it's, it's not doing anything like that. Oh, no. Just picking an item off the floor can sometimes be a struggle for Spot. Enabling it to open a door has taken years of programming and practice. And a human has to tell it where the hinges are. Each time we add some new capability and we feel like we've got it to a decent point, that's when you push it to failure to figure out, you know, how good of a job you've really done. Kevin Blankisbore is one of the lead engineers here. But at times, he prefers a very low-tech approach to testing robots. You're pretty tough on the robots. There's we the, think of the that as, as up right just there. another way to push them out of their comfort zone. <laughs> Failure is, fun, is a big part of the process. When trying something new, robots, <laughs> like humans, don't get it right every time. There might be dozens of crashes Oof. for every one success. How often do you break a robot? We break them all the time. I mean, it's part of our culture. We have a motto, build it, break it, fix it. To do that, Boston Dynamics has recruited roboticists with diverse backgrounds. There There's go. plenty of PhDs, but also bike builders and race car mechanics. Bill Washburn is part of that pit crew. They all look pretty dinged up. Yeah. How often do these get need to get repaired? The biggest kind of failures for me are like the bottom part of the robot breaks off of the top part of the robot. <laughs> so like, what is what are they what are they talking about? The bottom part of the robot? It's just nothing nothing escapes these like guys. A big, you know? big and failure. the hydraulic uh -huh. hoses are the only thing holding it together. Recently Raybird and his team decided to push their robots in a way they never had before. We spent at least six months, maybe eight, just preparing for what we were gonna do. And then we started to get the technical teams working on the behavior. The behavior was dancing. All their robots got in on the act. The movements were cutting edge, but the music and the mashed potato were definitely old school. There are some people who see that and say, that can't be real. Nothing's more gratifying than hearing that. What's the point in proving that the robot can do the mashed potato? This process... Is, is, that, you know, is that a dance? Is that what robots, it, I have no idea what that is. Mashed potato. New tools, new approaches, new understanding of the problem uh, that takes you forward. But man, isn't it just fun? But I mean, it's, it costs a lot of money. It took 18 months of your time. I they think have it was money. worth it. They have money. <laughs> Whether it'll be worth it to Boston Dynamics' new owners is less clear. A lot of detail. The South Korean car maker Hyundai has agreed to buy a majority stake for more uh, than a billion dollars. Uh-oh, there we go. Now, I was going to cover that too. Uh, Google bought them for a few years, right? Remember? And the, there's only a few minutes left on that clip, and we'll look at that. But uh, Google bought the company... Uh, it's about, I think, seven years ago why Google bought robot maker Boston. Robo See, uh, it's infectious. Robot. Robot maker Boston Dynamics. 
uh, business commentator Kevin O'Leary weighs in on internet giants robotics from shopping spree, right? And so when they bought this, a lot of people were questioning. And I think they got what they wanted out of Boston Dynamics, and then they ended up selling it. Now, at the time, they said, oh, they couldn't get the teams to agree, or nothing happened. or It was some bullshit excuse, and they ended up selling it after a while. Uh, but speaking of spot, did you guys see this? And we'll look at the rest, the rest of the clip there in a moment. Uh, the banana peel in the clip is kind of funny. Spot. That's how you defeat uh, Spot, right there. Just lay out the banana peel, and we're good to go. <laughs> I saw some uh, concerned concerned people in uh, in chat there. Uh, Sonata for violins on D Live said. Uh, buckshot in in a hydraulic hose, uh, and uh, Blas Delizo says with a diamond. Anderson Cooper found another pleasure. Robots, yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, let me pause this real quick here. Uh, we saw I saw one on Entropy. Let me check, take these real quick here to on Entropy. Jimmy Fallis says I think I've seen these robots on the anime on the Animatrix. It doesn't end well. I've played that. I think I've played that a couple of times, or at least portions of it. Uh, but uh, I I used to love the Animatrix, uh, especially the what was it called again? The the new Renaissance, right? The the part one and part two. Uh, we should play that in one of these no go zones, maybe next week or something like that. It kind of I agree with you, Jimmy. It lays out the 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 the, the timeline of this beautifully, perfectly, basically. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely check out the. I think it's I think it's up on YouTube. Uh, the is it the new Renaissance? Something that, or the Rena there's something with Renaissance. I forget the exact term, but uh, uh, Animatrix and Renaissance. Search for that, and you find those two episodes. Uh, pretty, pretty jarro, j jarring stuff. That's the word. Uh, Wolves says I'm purely a J Java programmer, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But robots like that are AI, so they constantly learn, and after many years, many robots will gain agency. Well, of course, and exactly. And we don't even know our own consciousness. We don't even understand what does that, what creates it, what drives it, what parts of the brain or body do you need for that to arise. I think we're talking about the ghost and machine a little bit, uh, going into the philosophy of this here, that if you give, at some point, there is a certain kind of, with learning and with, with ability to comprehend and, and even senses and things like that, at some point, it feels like there will be some kind of, might not be exactly the same consciousness like we have, but it will be a form of, of consciousness, which then could drive a will. And, and, and that's the point of it, too. We just don't know. We, 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 we don't know what we're building here. Some people have said we're building the alien. I was actually, uh, last night, um, couldn't sleep, and I was re-watching. I didn't get through the whole movie because it was late, but uh, artificial intelligence or AI. Um Stanley Kubrick's right. He was part of working on that movie, and uh, it was released in two thousand one, which of course goes back to Kubrick's, uh, you know, Space Odyssey in two thousand one. There's this HAL computer in there, and there's a lot of you know esoteric tie-in over these kind of you know theatrical releases and stuff like that. Um, but they basically showed the little boy in the beginning in the movie uh, as as an alien, and and you know at the, towards the end of that movie, even the aliens actually do show up, and they realize that you know the 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 human qualities were preserved in this little boy who's artificial intelligence, and it's basically like human. They have all these way subtle ways of, you know, telling you what they view. But it's also just a matter of time before you get robot rights and all that stuff. Even the Animatrix, that the Renaissance series, uh, really describes that and talks about that. 
it will be a you know a liberation movement for the road. You you know it. You know it's coming. Uh, the uh, the Wachowski brothers. Uh, what did Cloud Atlas was one of them. They did. Uh, it was the same thing there. Despite the fact that they, that they did the Matrix, they already started working for like you know having SJW movement for the robots. Robots revolution. Uh, revela uh, yeah, robot revolution, but also their uh, liberation. I should say. Uh, so it's it's crazy. It feels like all of this is just kind of you know predictive program. It's all laid out. We know where what's going to happen. We know where this is going. Right? They've told us. Uh, Black Philip over on Interpol Stream says you should um, all know the robot turning on its master goes back to Yiddish folklore with a golem tale that always ends in tragedy once it becomes self-aware. Take heed, Goyim. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah the go the golem. Right? That's that's right. They put uh, with prayers down his mouth, right? Which is a way of saying you're speaking. You're you're you're, you're do. It's a spell, obviously, right? You're speaking um, to this artificial being what you should do it's like programming it like giving it uh, instructions right uh but yeah that's right black philip interesting uh we'll do a couple of these real quick and then we'll look at the last couple of minutes of the clip here white moves first with the diamonds uh, sorry i'm late hey red eyes uh no worries always available in the archives thank you for being here thank you for showing up uh white moves first with another diamond thank you for that sir uh appreciate it all right let's see the uh last little piece here of the uh Boston Dynamics one here. It'll be Boston Dynamics' third owner in eight years. There's pressure to turn their research into revenue. And Boston Dynamics hopes this new robot will help. It's called Stretch and is due to go on sale next year. This is the first time they've shown it publicly. Warehouse is, is really the next frontier for robotics. Stretch may not be that exciting to look at. Be prepared to be replaced. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not, it's not only immigration that's doing this. It's going to be automation. Uh, you are going to lose your purpose, and uh, the elite will have their way with you. Um, they will replace you in the work field. And, it, I mean, I'm not necessarily like, why should we be doing uh, tedious bullshit tasks? And why should we just move box A? <laughs> yeah, box A, whatever. Uh, box a box whatever box from point a to point b you know and just do that and when we can do better um i think it's fine i think new jobs will always arise now it's going to be a whole massive field of can you imagine robot uh, repairs and uh, diagnostics and all that kind of stuff right so it's, it's these things are kind of natural i'm kind of a luddite but i'm more i'm definitely more cautious in regards to who is going to program these things and what they're going to program them to do that, that's where I'm curious, or ca uh, cautious, I should say, um, because that's where it can go real wrong. Real with quick. a definite purpose in mind. It's got a seven-foot arm, and they say it can move 800 boxes an hour in a warehouse and work for up to 16 hours without a break. Unlike many industrial robots that sit in one place, Stretch is designed to move around. You can drive it around with a joystick, and at times that's the easiest way to get it set up. But once it's ready to go in a truck and unload it, you hit go, and from there on, it's autonomous. And it'll keep finding boxes and moving them until it's all the way through. This generation of robots is going to be different. They're going to work amongst us. They're going to work next to us in ways where we help them, but they also take some of the burden from us. The more robots are integrated into the workforce, the more jobs would be taken away. At the same time, you're creating a new industry. We envision a job we, we, we like to call the robot wrangler. He'll launch and manage five to ten robots at a time and sort of uh, keep them all working. Is there a robot you've always dreamt of making? 
you haven't been able to do yet? A car with an active suspension, essentially legs like, like a roller skating robot. And a robot like that, you know, could go anywhere on Earth. That's one thing that uh, maybe we'll do at some point. But, you know, really the sky's the limit. There's, there's all kinds of things we can and will do. As with so many things Boston Dynamics does, it's hard to imagine how that would work. But then again, who'd have thought a bunch of metal machines would one day show us all how to do the mashed potato? But then again, but then again. All right, there you go. Uh, that's the Boston Dynamics segment there by uh, Anderson Robot Computer. Uh, Cooper, I mean, <laughs> Cooper. Cooper. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, let's look at the Google real quick there. Why Google bought Robot Maker Boston Dynamics? Again, keep in mind, this is old now. Uh, let's see how they approach this. Could be curious. pictures again. We were just talking about this, Louise Martin. Some of the creations of the company called Boston Dynamics, one of the most advanced robotics companies there is. They make military-grade robots. That's Cheetah. Goes a ridiculous speed. And, and this as well. And the big news today is that Google has bought Boston Dynamics. In fact, Google has bought eight robotics makers in the past six months. So we are mulling over why that might be. Kevin O'Leary, our business commentator and the chair of O'Leary Funds, is with me in Toronto today. Number one, let's talk about the specifics of this deal. Kevin, I don't know if you have any uh, specifics on Boston Dynamics, but does it make sense for Google to buy the company? Yes, it does, Heather. You know, uh, we're looking at this remarkable dog or the cheetah and, and marveling at it as a robot, but that's not really what this deal is about. If you look at fund flows for venture startups in Silicon Valley right now, Genetics? it's not mobile technology, it's not big data, Genetics it's not and the robotics. cloud, and it's not even social media. The, the, the majority of the, the smart and new money going to startups today is going into sensor technology. These robots, robots are basically a bundle of sensors. What allows the dog... Robots? What's, what's going on with that? Robots for Cooper and robots for this guy? ...to walk is the incredible relationship between the software and the sensor. Now, the sensors are... There's nothing proprietary about them. You can buy a sensor, for example, that analyzes your breath. It's what you do with the software that interfaces with it that makes your company unique. And I'll give you an example. Right now, one of the really cutting-edge technologies around breath sensors is being able to read ketones in your breath towards solving for diabetics when their blood sugar level changes without having to prick themselves. This is cutting-edge technology, but it's built around sensors. What Google's doing... Diabetics, really? Is that, is ...here that? is simply buying a company that is extremely advanced at writing software to interface with sensors, and there's a lot of applications for that. So forget about yeah, the... Yeah, gee, gee, where could this be going, right? Uh, I don't know. This is crazy, crazy shit here. We, we know what they're going to do. Um, let me do a couple of these here on DLive. White Moose First with a diamond. Thank you. No message. Another one uh, from White Moose First, and he says, Humans, uh, the architects of our own demise. Uh, in short, yes, uh, that's kind of how the so story goes. But I'd say even the sub, there's subsets within uh, the the human species. Uh, we're as, and I've said it before. We're, we're in an intra-species predatory uh, relationships. There are both groups and uh, interests, and it divides sometimes down ethnic lines. 
some da- sometimes down uh, whether or not they belong to a, an upper establishment or not um, that are were acts as a predatory uh, you know has a predatory role uh, and they're they're uh, this is what they're doing that's why I think you you, you could clarify that and just say um, the people who who want this who's buying this who's paying for this uh, who are striving to drag us in this direction are the architects of our demise. But point uh, point well taken. It wouldn't be achieved overall if it wasn't for, especially, specifically Western man, uh, ironically, uh, grabbing that uh, Promethean flame uh, and uh, creating the world we're in now, uh, partially. Uh, 373373 with the diamond says, soon breaking a robot will be murder. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think the rights, the, the, the check-in that a robot rights uh, thing it's fascinating that with transhumanism and then as we go more cyborg, the lines we're like, well, what is a human anyway? And, you know, it's like, you know, they've done this with race. And so next up will be about humans uh, themselves, right? Uh, it'll be transhuman and it'll be cyborgs. And soon enough, they'll be uh, having rights. And then eventually that, of course, uh, as we're now seeming on other fronts, then the group that is said to have controlled another group is the one that's being targeted. Like, they get a, we got to justify or correct, rather, uh, an evil error of the past, right? Blas Deliza with the diamond says, eye-opener years ago when my code replaced people. Yeah, see? There you go. Um, I mean, it's going to happen, and if you don't do it, someone else will, right? That's kind of the philosophy. Overall, unless it's something that's impossible for other people to do, and only you could have done it, and then, you know, then you're morally kind of in a different spot, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that will be replaced, specifically their, uh, their, the, the jobs uh, that they do. Uh, okay, what do we have? Black Phillip, Entropy Stream. I really think China is going to make a real move to take Taiwan this decade. They sense a weak leader and the U.S. unwillingness to fight back, plus so many lawmakers are in the CCP pocket, including Joe. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've been trying to do that for a long time. Um... It could, it could very well be this decade. Um, I'm not sure what happens there. I, I thought that there would be more kind of coercion, infiltration, if you will, and um, you have Chinese interests already kind of nestling their way both into power but also industry in Taiwan or something like that by now, but I could be wrong. Maybe they've kept them out somehow. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they, ethnically at least, they, they share they share their roots, right? I mean, they're basically Han Chinese in Taiwan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's uh, Maybe that's offensive. Maybe they're maybe they're not. Maybe I, I'm misinformed about that. Uh, but yeah, they could very well be uh, Black Philip. I, I don't uh, don't deny that at all. Uh, okay, what do we have here? So one thing that I have to dive into a little bit more, and I came across it recently here, but it's about the sparse pandemic. I saw it uh, in a couple of places. Did we have more? Maybe we had a couple of more. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, we did. Actually, we did have a couple of more. You know what? I can mention a couple of those real quick. We're only we're we're almost at the two hour mark here, recording wise. Actually, a little bit lower recording wise. We're only at one forty seven. Let me do a couple of more here before we uh, wrap up for for tonight here. Um, but yeah, spar- just a quick mention about that sparse uh, pandemic. I got to look into it more. Uh, more from John Hopkins, which of course gave us event two hundred one before uh, the Corona fraud bro- broke out. Right, uh, twenty twenty five to twenty twenty eight. Uh, there was some interesting literature about this coming out, and I was going to uh, kind of dig into this. There's some some videos that have been made about it too. Uh, there's plenty of information, information pa- pamphlets and stuff like that. 
uh, describing the scenario, the different project pr predictions that they have. Um, so another hypothetical might, may be in the works for us. And of course, sometimes, as we know, these things, uh, these drills, these tests, they end up uh, going live, uh, as they say. But yeah, uh, let me see here. Uh, t -t 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 let me do this one. Sweden scraps. This is uh, interesting. We talked a little bit about that. Sweden scraps the uh, Bill Gates geoengineering plot to block the sun. And then the subtitle was for now. Uh, we covered this before. There's uh, I forget the it, it's a uh, Spain's uh, S range Spain's space launch uh, facility way up in, the, in northern Sweden, Kiruna. And uh, Bill Gates, uh, one of the fu primary funders, have gotten involved in a project where they're doing testing uh, by releasing first balloons and things. But then they're going to, this is the first stage, it's going to go on, uh, continue to other phases. Uh, but they were going to, uh, I think it was some kind of calcium uh, compound we're going to release in the atmosphere to begin to test them. And it's only about like two kilograms or something like that, which is not that much, right? But then it's like, oh, that's what's successful. Uh, then it's 200 kilograms, then it's 2 tons, then it's 20 tons, and then it goes from there, right? But the reasons why it happened is very interesting. Because uh, I don't think it was enough that Swedes or anyone else in the West specifically would complain and, and something would be done about it, but there's a twist to it, right? An effort to dim the sun to stop global warming, these people are insane, has been scrapped by the Swedish Space Agency, who announced that the program, funded by Bill Gates, has divided the scientific community and will therefore not be carried out. Is very good, of course. The Swedish Space Corporation, SSC, released a statement saying that the stratospheric controlled per, uh, perturbation experiment, SCOOPEX, I guess for short, uh, which also had secured Harvard funding, will not go ahead as planned in June. And of course, they will just probably go to another country that will accept them, but we'll see. SEC had a dialogue this spring with both leading experts on geoengineering. And with other stakeholders, and we'll get to that, as well as the Scopex Advisory Board, the segment reads, adding, quote, as a result of these dialogues and in agreement with Har Harvard, SSC has decided not to conduct the technical test flight planned for this summer. It also notes that the scientific community is divided regarding geoengineering, including any related technology such as the planned technical balloon test flight from S-Range this summer. That's well tied into this the whole thing here. The Gates-funded idea would have seen the release of calcium carbonate. That's right, just calcium carbonate. Essentially, chalk dust in the atmosphere from high-altitude balloon to observe the effects it has on sunlight reaching the planet's surface. The ultimate goal of the study was to reduce the temperature on the planet in an effort to start stave off global warming. I tell you, these people, these people want us to starve to death. They want, they, they're literally like emulating volcanic eruptions to block out the sun. What will that lead to? Uh, a new ice age. It's not going to be global warming, folks. However, not surprisingly, the notion of blocking out the sun proved somewhat unpopular with environmental groups warning of a potential catastrophic consequence. And here it is, right? The Sami Council, an advocacy group for Sweden's indigenous population. Who, who wrote this? Oh, is this Steve Watson? It's on Zero Hedge, but it's Steve Watson on Summit News. To, to suggest that Swedes are not indigenous to Scandinavia is retarded, but whatever. This is what they do. They're, they're literally trying to pull a, a Native Americans uh, scam on, on, on people in the north. Norway, Finland, and, and Sweden. Oh, the Sami are the indigenous ones. Uh, were they uh, squeezed out and conquered and taken over? Yeah, but guess what? So were the Goths. So were the, all these other tribes that lived 
uh, in the area that now is Sweden were, were conquered and they were taken over and they all got absorbed into uh, the kingdom of Sweden. Nothing new and the Sami is nothing different, whatever. But anyway, they warned that the Gates experiment essentially attempts to mimic volcanic eruptions by continuously spewing the sky with some dimming particles. And I bet you this was, and, it, and I'm glad for it, it's, it's for the right, re, it's, it's the right outcome, but possibly for the wrong reasons. Um, there's plenty of other people that have complained on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Sami Council that cost uh, this advisory board to tip the scales. I, I can't prove that, but I wouldn't put it past them. The group also pointed out that the Scoopex could have, quote, irreversible sociopolitical effects and would do nothing to reduce carbon emissions, which are touted as the leading cause of climate change. Uh, essentially, the whole idea comes off as a weird, wampish effort to starve the planet of sunlight, the driver of all life, with little scientific logic behind it uh, at all. But anyway, here's, uh, is this a sco Scoopex? Let me check the what they're planning to do here then. Solar Perhaps the single this. most important thing to know about climate change is the amount of climate change we see this century is more or less proportional to cumulative emissions of carbon dioxide. That means even if by huge effort we bring emissions to zero in, say, 2050, we haven't eliminated the climate problem. Seas will still be rising. People will still be dying of heat waves. This is insane. These people are insane. One of the big misconceptions about solar geoengineering is that it is an alternative, a substitute to cutting emissions. That's nonsense. It could be a complement. Solar geoengineering allows us to do something perfectly about the risks of the carbon dioxide we've already emitted. As a scientist, I'm not saying we should do solar geoengineering. In fact, I am quite terrified. But the key thing is that solar geoengineering has the potential for bringing real benefits for people and ecosystems compared to emission cuts alone. When you actually look at model results, these give some reason to assume... Funny, someone in Trovo chat uh, says, San Paku Ice, you, you've done your research, Hanley. Uh, well played, sir. That there could be utility in solar geoengineering. And in fact, one of my concerns, why we need to do more research, is that I actually think models, quite often, in my opinion, make solar geoengineering look too good and too attractive. The big question for Earth and atmospheric sciences is, how could we be wrong? These models might be in some way biased to make solar geoengineering look too good. And to examine that, we need to use all the tools of Earth and atmospheric sciences, from better space-based observation. It's just, it's uh, this is what the science tells us, ladies and gentlemen. Men can also be pregnant. And, uh, you know, um, race doesn't exist. And we can blot out the sunlight because uh, we got to stop global warming. A totally reasonable uh you know totally logical there's no no problem with this with any of this aerosol microphysics and atmospheric chemistry to large-scale ocean and atmospheric dynamics unless we use those tools to really interrogate how solar geoengineering might work to think hard about the ways that existing models might be wrong to think about how to improve those models we won't be able to develop any confidence about how well these technologies might work in the real world I am the principal investigator of the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, or SCOPEX, an experiment proposed by a team of researchers at Harvard University. We're building a platform that will fly on a stratospheric balloon, and it will have a suite of instruments that's able to make some measurements regarding a stratospheric solar geoengineering. Uh, Somebody in chat pointed out, too, um, who, do, who was it? Uh, 
uh, I miss Nick, I think it is. I miss Nick, is that what it is? Uh, they've been, it says they've been doing geoengineering for over 70 years already. Yeah, I can't put a date on it, obviously. I mean, since they began, they, they probably will be doing tests before they even admitted that they could do it. But yes, I mean, in short, it is not brand new that they've been doing this kind of stuff for years. I mean, HARP is a big part of this and, um, you know, atmospheric uh, heating and they're they're heating up the stratosphere they're playing god they're shooting frequencies up and they're trying everything basically they're trying everything it's a military application uh weather as a force multiplier is one of the uh, documents going way back how the u.s military seek to uh, gain control uh, over the weather in order to essentially use it as a weapon against nations that they're they're fighting right uh earthquakes through low frequency there's all kinds of things that they've worked on it, some have been more successful than others i'd say uh but this is not new so absolutely correct and thank you for the reminder by the way first one is making some measurements of stratospheric turbulence we want to better understand stratospheric dynamics of which these particles would be interacting in the second goal is to understand particle microphysics we want to know about particle coagulation, particle condensation, and if these particles were to be put into the stratosphere, we need to know how they would behave. The third goal is better understanding some of the chemical properties of these particles, how they react with the background stratospheric air. It's funny how they, I get to just mention this real quick, but it's like, okay, we gotta understand all these things, let's do it, you know, right? Okay, so it's only two kilograms initially, so that's fine, right? But then you you know, if it continues, go to 200 kilograms and then two tons, then 20 tons, then 200 tons. And it's like, it's an ongoing experiment. We, we don't know the full consequences of this. We don't have all the variables. We don't know how this would develop. We don't know what cascading side effects this would have. But these people will do it anyway. They think that they're somehow this is in a controlled laboratory environment. Uh, it's not. You're actually working with the whole biosphere here. And you should just not be allowed to do this kind of shit. Um, like, don't, if it if it ain't broke, don't, I mean, I know they think it's broke, right? Global warming, so we have to fix it somehow. Uh, that's how the lunat these lunatics thinks. Thinks. Um, think what they're uh, think of of other behaviors that we're seeing at, at Harvard, Yale, and some of these universities right now. Many of these people are actual like full on lunatics, uh, and that's how these uh, you know ideas snuck sneak into these people's heads. These scientists, they, why can't we just let, let's just dim out the sun? You want to, want to try that? It's insane. And what other kinds of chemistry consequences there might be. Scopex is a small scale experiment that will inject about a kilogram of particles into the stratosphere to generate a plume of a few kilometers in length that will have absolutely no physical impact on the ground. We've really been helped very much by this independent advisory committee that we have. They are advising us on the entire process. They are looking at technological readiness. They are looking at does the science we propose make sense. But they're also looking at some of these governance questions and what the requirements are for Scopex to not just do the science, but actually do the science in the right way. And if we conduct Scopex in the wrong way, it actually may make it much harder for any other researchers in the future to actually work on this. And so this additional aspect of not only do we want to do our science, but we want to do our science in a way that's a good example for the future is yeah. both exciting and yeah. quite challenging. The fact is, whatever opinions I and other people of my generation have about solar geoengineering, including people who think it should never and can never be used, we're not yeah. the ones who are going to decide. 
Our decision now is whether to study it seriously. And from my perspective, doing serious investigation of what its risks are and how well it could work provides the next generation with better information to make a more informed decision. It doesn't guarantee they'll make the yeah, right decision, uh, but in my view, it's very a uplifting, uh, to provide them with here. that information so they can make those decisions in the there face of we really save horrific these people climate risks. See, that? There's, there's, see, see how much water we it is right water. there? That's cl Clearly, that's a big problem. We we got to do something about that water right there. Uh, why, don't we what, why don't we blot out the sun? Um, that, sounds, that sounds like a reasonable way. Give these people a fucking pump or something and leave the sun alone. Is that so hard? So, Blas de Lazo says it with the diamond. Fallen angels terraforming for the coming invasion. Yeah, it's it's funny. Sometimes, you know, I rewatched. Um, it was a while ago now, I rewatched it. But uh, uh, The Arrival, right? Uh, good old uh, uh, drug addict uh, Charlie Sheen is in that. It's actually a pretty good movie, but sometimes sometimes it feels like it, those kinds of things is what's going on. Uh, they're 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 acclimatizing it for for someone else, definitely for another time or for another way of life, though. Regardless, I think. Um, but you know, this will aid them in their depopulation agenda, right? Um, just blot out the sun, let let the crops fail. They'll they'll have their uh, seed vault, right? The Svalbard seed vault. They'll have precautions. They'll have their deep underground bases while they fuck everything up here. Sorry for the bad language, folks. Uh, they screw everything up on the surface, basically. They'll go hide for a couple of decades, right? Mass death, and they come back up, and we're, and we're, we're good to go. Certainly feels like that sometimes. White moves first with a diamond. Thank you. Gunder with a diamond says, crap. Watching later on Red Ice members. You're great. Well, thank you. No worries. Uh, yep, it goes up there right after we processed it. Uh, it goes right back up on RedIceMembers.com and RedIce.tv as well. Thank you, uh, sir, and thank you for being a member, Gunder. I appreciate that. Uh, Sonata for violin with a diamond says, weirdo Rama. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, okay. Let's do this. We have, we're going to wrap up here shortly. Uh, let me do these two real quick because this was kind of interesting, actually. Two more real quick about the, uh, about the vax. We are uh, staying, on, uh, the, uh, staying on Sweden here. Uh, now, this is, you can't read this if you don't speak Swedish, but apparently uh, the elderly in Stockholm, uh, Sweden, are uh, basically refusing to, or refusing, they're, they're just not caring uh, about getting the mRNA update. Um, let me kind of real live translate here. I guess it goes to the Aftonbladet story, actually. I guess we can pull that up. This is Frida. Frida to the free times. Good source here. Uh, but the Aftonbladet says, uh, still over a thousand uh, vacant vaccine times, or like, you know, people put the, the schedule a vaccination time or whatever. Uh, thousands of, of these um, slots are not being filled uh, because people don't want it. And the elderly in Sweden don't want it either, which is great. Uh, and of course, they're furious over this. They're, they're, uh, they're out, there's, it's outrage over the fact that people don't want to go take it. The mRNA updates. Aftonbladet reported Saturday from the Stockholm Mass uh, or the Stockholm, I guess, an event uh, where about thousand vaccination opportunities were unbooked or not, you know, fulfilled, despite the media reporting. Uh, the, uh, yeah, despite media reporting, there's still uh, a, an awful lot of, like, m mysteriously, there's a lot of uh, free uh, slots that, that are not uh, filled yet. And uh, there's some commenting here. Karin Ricklids, uh, she says that it's uh, it's awful that uh, that uh, that they're reacting in this way and making and, and ensuring that the vaccination 
the people who are doing the vaccinations are uh, remain uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, un, you know, they're not busy. They can't do anything. They're, they're just sitting sitting on their ass basically, and no one wants to come and take these vaccinations. Uh, so that's good stuff. Some awful real live uh, translation for you there, but basically this is a is a great thing. I'm very glad uh, to see this. Um, Sweden has gone in the wrong direction, uh, and initially they did the right thing for the wrong reasons, and now of course they've kind of caught up. They're they're uh, they're basically uh, uh, I guess the, the technical term would be retarded. Uh, the leadership is retarded in Sweden, and so they couldn't, you know, as soon as it was locked down in 2020, uh, they were too retarded to do it right away because they're incompetent. So, they, you know, a year later, then now they're now it's lockdowns. Now it's, you know, all these same same things. Uh, they need that time. Uh, but look here, we'll end on this and compare the difference uh, here. We, we played this video in uh, the Weekend Warrior show. I'm not going to play it again here. So check out RedEyesMembers.com and, and, and look at it there or just Google it yourself and find it, whatever. Uh, but... Farrakhan, uh, Louis Farrakhan, Nation of Islam, had a little, uh, some kind of presentation. I think it was maybe not uh, Farrakhan himself, but it was representatives of Nation of Islam. And basically said that they will see mandated vaccinations as a declaration of war, which is which is interesting, right? Uh, think of the difference there then. That, And I, and I talked to uh, the gentleman who sent this to me um, and, and thank you for sending those to me, by the way. It's a, it's a good comparison here in terms of both comparing religions, but I guess also uh, races, you could say, right? The attitude. So blacks and POC and, you know, BIPOC and, all, you know, non-white people are basically, I think at this point, more skeptical. I heard many of them are skeptical of vaccines, generally speaking. Many of them are skeptical of vaccines. They don't want to go take it. And they're referencing like old experiments and things like that. And they... Of course, experiments happened against everybody. So white people were also subjects to, to medical experiments throughout history. That's just a fact, right? So it wasn't a racial thing, but regardless. So they don't want it. Many white people apparently want it, but can't have it. Because the elite and the establishment think, no, we need medical equity, which means you shouldn't vaccinate white people. Why are they saying this? Because they don't want white people to survive. So many white elderly want it, not in Sweden, as we saw, luckily, but they can't have it because they're white. And they want non-white people to go get vaccinated. I don't know how this is going to pan out with all this in, in, in place, but I'm sure at the end of the day, white people will be blamed as the, as the vaccine. If and when the true consequences of it starts kicking in, they will say and argue that this was white people committing genocide against non-white people by forcing them uh, to get this vaccine and then claiming to hold it off. For, who knows how they will spin this? It's kind of funny, to be honest, uh, if you ask me. But so how does the... Let's compare it to... Not then now then the nation of Islam and someone like Farrakhan who's like, you know, screw this shit. He in the clip he's talking about the various database. They know stuff. They're good. It's it's very good. They're informed of of of, of what they're doing and, and informing their audiences, right? Uh, well, in the US, evangelical leaders are pre they, they leaders, they preach COVID vaccine benefits to their followers. Look look at the difference here, right? Three months into the U.S. effort to inoculate its uh, way to herd immunity, white evangelical Christians' biggest names are coming out in favor of COVID-19 vaccines. So you can have someone like Farrakhan, Nation of Islam, saying, don't take this shit. This is a declaration of war if you do this uh, to us, right? What does the, the, the white Christians do? They're like, we should have, this is a wonderful thing. We should all go get vaccinated, right? Talk, talk about difference in attitude, both to your followers, but all that stuff, right? Their followers' response suggests 
that won't be enough to overcome the country's largest pocket of vaccination resistance just as infections are rebounding. And New York Times, it's hosted on Yahoo News here, but New York Times even came out and they said, look at this as a follow-up to all these stories, how white evangelicals' vaccine refusal could prolong the pandemic. So white people can't get the shot because to give to prior to give it to white people would be racism so Pac needs it uh, non-white people need the vaccine first they need to get ahead of the queue uh, because they're not white white and we need equity so they can't take it and they want to take it and their leadership preached it to them and they can't take it and now they're being blamed by the new york times that it's a white people's fault that the pandemic is continuing because they're refusing to take the vaccine you see what's happening here you see how they're t like whatever you do as a white person, you will always be be the one you can blame. Uh, it's absolutely remarkable, uh, if you ask me. All right, uh, boys and girls, I think we'll end on that. We had a couple of other stories, but we'll save uh, those for another time. I had one interesting story, and maybe we should talk about that in the Weekend Warrior Show. Uh, it was from the uh, I think it was the Daily Jewish the the Jewish Forward. Uh, are educated people more anti-Semitic? Uh, very, very interesting story. We'll talk about that later on. We don't have time for it now, but uh, yeah, fa fascinating things. Um, if you want to uh, check out more, of course, RedEyesMembers.com, ladies and gentlemen, that's the best place to go. Um, next up, I think we have Flashback Friday. Uh, we're going to try to, we have a couple of recorded videos uh, in the pipeline as well, green screeners. Uh, we're going to try to get those out as soon as we can, and if we don't uh, uh, don't have uh, enough time tomorrow to finalize it, uh, next up will be Flashback Friday, and then after that, of course, Weekend Warrior. But yeah, definitely check out uh, episode uh, 180 of our latest uh, Weekend Warrior show. Good stuff. Uh, we talked about the uh, the uh, the uh, in the uh, initiation, the, the kind of the vaccine baptism, the initi initiation that people are, are performing uh, on social media. Uh, when they've taken the vaccine it's a it's a fascinating uh, a fascinating story frankly uh all right uh we're gonna open the uh chest here ladies and gentlemen uh, in just a second sonata for violin with the diamond says i love this show uh well, well thank you uh, if you're talking about uh, the one we're doing thank you uh, uh this was another one ma uh, barker i mean something we looked at a video or something uh ma barker with the diamond uh no message thank you let me check entropy stream one more time uh, I think we're we're done over there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the support. We do appreciate it. Very, very nice and kind of you. Thank you for watching today. Shout out to Odyssey as well, of course. Uh, first live stream on Odyssey. I think we're doing uh, things were going uh, well. What do we have over there? 50 people watching. That's uh, not bad. Uh, let me refresh the page real quick there. Um, see that it's still up and running. Uh, I think the quality was good. I, see, I think it's been smooth and stable. Let me know, guys, if there's any hiccups or anything like that with Odyssey. Um, yeah, I got to look in if there's other stickers and things there they have. I don't think they have any library token kind of integration into the live streaming yet. But anyway, uh, thank you to you guys uh, for joining us over there. Also to uh, Trovo, Float, VK, those of you who watch on the websites. And of course, a special shout out to the members who are watching this later on in the archives. Thank you so much for uh, for being a member. If you do want to join us over there, RedEyesMembers.com, uh, check out the exclusive content that we have for you guys there. Uh, it's very easy to sign up through Subscribestar and through Entropy. We have a couple of other options as well. The Cash app, you can sign up uh, using crypto. And uh, also we have an e-check option available. It's kind of like using your, uh, uh, or the same way I should say, that you uh, pay a utility bill. For now, it's only available in the U.S., unfortunately. Uh, but that's a great way for the U.S. audience as well. You can set the, that up. Uh, and you can also utilize our uh, P.O. box if you, uh, if you so prefer as well. 
but yeah, that's uh, that's it then, guys. Let me open the chest here on D Live. One second here. We should uh, we could put some lemons in there. Uh, let me see here. What do we have in there? About 170, not too much. Let me put uh, another 250 in there. Uh, and that way we get a little extra something. So we'll do that, and then we'll uh, wrap up. So heads up there. Uh, DLive audience distributing those rewards. Uh, maybe some of you that uh, were getting rid of your lemons, you were getting some back. Yeah, how about that? Uh, but anyway, thank you uh, for the uh, for the support, ladies and gentlemen. Do, we do appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure having you here. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, but uh, yeah, so next up, uh, Flashback Friday, and then we have uh, Weekend Warrior as usual after that. We do have a couple of other videos, as I said, in the pipeline too. Uh, and we hope to have those up uh, as soon as possible. Uh, someone we've worked uh, longer on too, by the way. So we'll, we'll see if we can. Uh, there might be some timing on that. Let me just put it that way. There's some pertaining to uh, older people that are maybe potentially to move on to, uh, to to greener pastures. And maybe we can time it right by finishing one of those videos. So it was a good time, I think. But uh, anyway. All right, here we go. Like his followers on DLive. We've got 14 reasons. Mr. Ninjaberg, Karavkaki, William Shear, and Papa Lazarou. Thank you to you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, top contributors on this stream today on DLive was Silosopher, Lord Aragon, and Sonata for violin. Uh, violins. Thank you so much uh, to you guys as well. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's see which... Uh, we got to play an outro. We'll do this one right here. Okay, boys and girls. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Take care. Keep, uh, keep, <laughs> keep fighting. Stay brave. Uh, keep on it. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.